it's a win for lizards. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl, Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Dame DeLorean? Sir Spencer. Sir Spencer. That's right. <laughs> it's Sir Spencer. And Dame DeLorean. And it is Tuesday. <laughs> Token Tuesday. The 24th of May. In the year 2022. We're happy to be with you, the bowlers. Welcome back. Been a fantastic week. And uh, so glad it's Tuesday again. Yes. Love my Tuesday nights. Feeling all right. Hope you're feeling all right as well. Thanks for joining us. Well, you listen live on the No Agenda stream right after DH Unplugged. Settling in after your stony tunes. Or you're hitting us up on the bowl stream, bowl after bowl dot stream. Or heck, if you're using a nude podcast app and listening to this slightly or deeply into the future. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you're here, friend. Yes, make yourself at home. You're in the bowl. That's right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, man. Got some new clips. Some new clips. No, new clips. This is the th- way you can tell it's new clips is that the uh, audio hasn't really been tested. It was just emailed to me within an hour of starting the show, and uh, we just threw them on there. Had to get them on the board. And uh, prayed they would be good, you know. Uh, just testing audio. I mean, who does that, right? Before a show? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. It's hard to get it's hard to get that one past any kind of background music, it's clear. Yeah. Um and this one sounded quiet. Bowl after bowl. Oh yeah, that's fair. It was quiet. quiet. Maybe if I jack it a little bit. Oh. Oh yeah, I of course, keep jacking uh, it. <laughs> I'm kinda ch- I keep jerking it. Um Yeah. We got these uh clips from our buddy A1 South. Yeah, Zune. Also known as Zune on the No Agenda socials, Z-O-O-N. And, uh, yeah, he had a little shout-out. Bowl after bowl. And uh, we got his guys a little clips. Lovely. From his podcast. Lovely. Maybe we should just play Spoken it for context. Words. Oh, yeah, play the full thing. Why don't we just intro it for context, huh? A year in relation to the number of years you've lived becomes more and more, not insignificant, but shorter in comparison to all the years, which is why when you're a kid, time takes forever. This is, this is something that I actually... Uh, Give a, a hat tip to Mr. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean from Bowl After Bowl Podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Just stellar, stellar people. Shout out to you guys. Shout out. Shout out to Dame DeLorean and Dame... Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Spencer. Oh, so there was so Ultimate. much in there that I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stay away from some of those. I mean... <laughs> I need that in my life for sure. It never gets old. It makes me giggle the same way um, I did the first time I heard it. Dame DeLorean. Now, now that's just the, some uh, kind of normal, but then if you have something like... Dame DeLorean? Oh, yeah. We needed them both. Yeah. Lovely. So thanks, Zune. Yes. The spoken word. I'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah. 
Check them out. Oh, man, that had me giggling. There's a lot that's had me giggling the past week, no doubt about that. Uh, can't lie, can't lie. But uh, what had me also giggling was a great time with uh, Dame Jen in the bowl. Yes, our most recent Bowls with Buds. That's right. You can find that one and all the rest of them at bowlswithbuds.com or budswithbutts.com. That's right, Buds with Butts. Also a valid, uh, valid URL. Buzzwithbutts.com. We'll get you all those interviews. And yeah, we talked about uh, no agenda meetups, all that good stuff. No agenda stuff. Value, what it means, what it is, what it do. Time relativity. Time like relativity. Like was mentioning. Yeah. He did mention the uh, the relativity and how it gets faster as you get older and every year seems shorter. Because it is shorter. It's a percent, uh, percentage of your entire existence. Feels shorter because it is. Um, yeah. Great goddamn time. That's oh, what yeah. we had. Had ourselves a great goddamn time. Unbeatable. They had a great goddamn time. Oh, it's always disorienting to get new buttons on here, you know? Oh, yeah. And you have to take a look. It's in a book. Now, I was wondering, because your shout-out, shout-out, when I hit it earlier, it didn't seem to... A year in relation. It seemed to also be the full clip. So I'll have to look at that later. Oh. I definitely want to shout-out, shout-out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need that. Uh, that murdered me. Uh, for those of you astute, enough to be clicking on that live tag in CurioCaster over at CurioCaster.com. You can see the upcoming shows and you'll have noticed a new upcoming show has been entered and saved and uh, pushed out to the RSS feed. And um, look at that. I did not put the right date on it, did I? Oh yeah. Wait, I did. The 27th. This Friday. This Friday? Yeah, it's going to be a Bulls with Buds. A Bulls with Buds with, with, with... Sir Ryan and Dame Lisa Bimrose. That's right. You heard it here. Hell yeah. Sir Bimrose and Dame Bimrose together. In the bowl. In the bowl. That's right. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what it's going to be. I don't know how we're going to keep the bowl standing after that. It's going to be rowdy time. Rowdy time. Which was the theme of the whole week, really. Rowdy time. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Rowdy week. You had a big last hurrah with your students that graduated, your first batch of students. Yes, I did. Oh. Graduation party, should Those we call kids. it that? Yeah, it was sort of like a graduation celebration thing. You know, they finished their uh, path through the coding crunch uh, probably three weeks back or so, something like that. So, yeah, this was the first weekend where everybody was able to get together. And by everybody, I mean maybe 35, 40% of the class, something like that. But a good enough chunk. Good enough chunk. We started at the... We've got this little barcade downtown, uh, up-down. Oh, the up-down. It's, it's a good enough spot, man. Got a lot of arcade and pinball stuff going on and beers and everything's reasonably reasonably priced for, you know, being downtown. Especially when it comes to the tokens. They've got, like... Uh, it's like all the tokens are a quarter and pretty much everything still costs um, a quarter, quote-unquote, 25 cents a credit, so... A lot of the pinball machines anymore charge you like 75 cents per ball, per play, you know. Dang. Not per ball, but per play. Per three ball play or whatever. It's crazy, man. But, um, you know, I'm trying to remember the table. Oh, it was uh, Deadpool. It was one of the newer Deadpool tables that I was slamming on. Okay. Beat a student on that. We played Joust. Oh, and I classic. Took, uh, I believe I took three out of five in that one-on-one joust and we were kind of playing you know we were playing sort of uh cooperatively by score you know we weren't trying to like kill each other every round which you can do in joust like 
Okay. You can go for each other and kill each other too, or you can just try to see how far you can get together killing the uh, enemies. So we were kind of, you know, I mean, it's unavoidable you kill each other too, but for the most part, we like we weren't going for that. We were going for enemies, which makes it interesting. And then there was a game I had never played that was really fun, and we got our ass walloped at it. Uh, I think it was called Queen Bee, but it's like a, it's a game for up to 10 players. And so five players stand on each side. Oh, Killer Queen. Yeah, that's it. Killer Queen. And, um, it's five players that stand on each side. And one controls the queen, and then everybody else controls, like, these little drone players, or, like, worker players. And there's three win conditions. So whoever controls the queen... It's just like Joust. You like tap to flap and you're flying around on this, uh, you're like a queen insect, right? And you have like a sword and um, you can kill the other team. You can kill their little drones and you can kill their queen. So the queen is like the most powerful unit. And uh, you can get a military victory by just killing the other team's queen three times. The queens only have three lives. But the queen get be- can't be killed by anybody other than the other queen, right? Then there's a uh, economic victory that's obtained by you grabbing these little fruits and you're filling up the honeycomb hives. So you grab like one berry at a time and you take it to your hive and you got to dodge, obviously, the uh, queen. The killer queen. Yeah. There's also warriors, I guess, who can, they can't kill queens, but they can kill the little berry grabbers, right? Berry grabbers, okay. So the berry grabbers are the drones. And then there's uh, warriors that can kill the drones, but not the queen. And then there's queens that can kill each other or anything. They can kill warriors. They can kill anything on the board. They can just kill, kill, kill. You get a military victory killing the queen three times. You get an economic victory collecting enough berries to fill your honeycomb. Or you get a snail victory. There's this snail that starts out in the middle of the uh, map at the bottom. <laughs> and if you hop on it, it just starts scooting to the side of the screen, right? So yeah. you can get a snail victory, and when it's like going through the explanation, it's like uh, military victory, you know, kill the queen. Economic victory, fill the comb. Snail victory, ride her to victory, or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the one. I want the snail victory. But uh, we got our asses clobbered three times in a row because we didn't even know what the hell was going on at first. Yeah, we understand it was so. At first, it's like, what the hell is going on? Bit of a learning curve. Yeah, and then the team opposite to it, one of the kids is like uh, really good at Street Fighter. He's like a turning nerd when it comes to Street Fighter. Okay. And so a lot of his friends were there, um, and they happened to be on the other side of our machine just whooping our ass in every imaginable way. So they got one of each of the three victories against us. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But it was a fun game. I would definitely play it uh, again. It's like one of those ones that would be fun to get good at. Yeah, that sounds fun. And you just have to bring like two other people and then hope that there's a group of other people that want to play against you. It's best with five on five. Oh, five on five. Okay. So there can be two warriors, two drones, and a queen that are controlled. But I don't know what the minimum, I think the minimum is only 1v1 technically. But yeah, five on five is the best way to go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You have to do that. It's a cool game. New game. Yeah. Then Then we went to this club. Because uh, one of the students had a connection. Her uncle was like in with this club. So they had like a table reserved for us and stuff. Oh, man. And that's about when I got a phone call from you. (laughs) Well, yes, you did. We were headed to the the club. (laughs) We were headed to the club. Headed to the club. And by the way, I haven't been to Westport. I I haven't been to Westport in years, like since before I had kids. 
at night, right? I mean, at night, yeah. I was my chiropractor, chiropractor is there. Like, I've been to Westport, okay? Yeah. The Bitcoin block party was there. I've been to Westport, but not at night. Like, not on a weekend at night. I don't know after what time, but at a certain time, it just turns into, like, uh, I don't know. Insulated drunk town? Like a like escape from New York, like a, like a prison colony kind of situation. It's like they erect chain links everywhere uh, around a certain spot in Westport. Huh. And then you can only enter in one little gap where they have a metal detector. Oh. And they're like wanding everybody and all this stuff. So like security is nuts. And then. So you can't enter the section of Westport with constitutional carry? No. Wow. No. That's lame. No way. No. Fuck that. No. So, um, yeah, they've got it. Yeah, they've got it all cordoned off, and uh, parking is atrocious, which is weird for this is a city where it's easy to park, no matter where you're going, uh, stadiums, downtown, whatever the fuck you have going on, even the plaza. Yeah. Parking garages, they're free. Get them validated, whatever. You don't typically have to pay for parking in this town. And you typically don't have to look for it for that long. It's very reasonable in that regard. Yes. But no, there's no parking anywhere. Ugh. Drive all around. So I finally, well, what I tried first, there is a CBD shop uh, kind of across from our chiropractor on the other side of that street. Okay, and, yeah. And um, I went in there, you know, I parked right in front because that spot was open and it said reserved for customers of the <laughs> CBD place, obviously. And I was just going to see if I could sweet jive the guy into maybe being able to park there. Kind of knowing I was doomed already, but yeah, I'd give it a shot. Why not? Never hurts to ask. Uh, ask him if he's got any pre-rolls in there. Nah, he sold his last one. Ask him what's his uh, deal with parking. He's like, yeah, you kind of have to buy stuff and, and get out of here. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I figured, man. But, you know, I didn't want to waste his time, so I got a little nug, you know. Nice. About an eighth of some uh, D10. Cool. Um, so they just have, like, glass jars behind the Yeah, they got some counter. glass jars. Typically, they, I mean, they had some gummies. They had... Uh, few different things, but I was like, you got any papers that you can sell me? You know, because I really just wanted to roll a joint. I was like, I really just would like to roll a joint. He's like, man, I have some like myself on me. I could throw you some in there. So he just like, it was, it was, uh, it was very old school. I was very comfortable with it because this is a fucking Ziploc bag and the dude put two papers in there and it was just very professional, man. That's awesome. Very professional. And, uh, yeah. Then Give I him drove. a bowl after bowl sticker? I had none on me, man. Oh. I know. I, I've got a couple here, but I was wondering where that box was. But uh, well. that's a conversation for another time. Anyway, I got to screw off out of there, right? Because I can't leave my car there and park there. Yeah. Go around the corner, finally find a spot, park the car. I get out. I have another student with me because I'm his ride. He had Ubered from the hotel he was staying at. He came in all the way from uh, uh, deep in Kansas. Oh. Like Wichita area. So I'm driving him around, right? I get out of the car, I stand up, and I just feel this breeze, like a cool, brisk breeze on my ass. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, what in the hell? And I reach back to kind of feel like maybe there's a hole there. And I don't feel a hole. I just feel my ass, just my bare ass, just my cheekies. Like, I don't feel a hole, I don't feel jeans, I don't feel anything anywhere, I just feel only ass, as far as the hand can stretch. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and I'm like, turning around, I can't see it, but I'm like, how bad is this hole in my jeans? And he's like, I could see your entire ass. And so, 
we had to leave this parking spot we finally found. I call Lorian on the phone. <laughs> I tell her the situation, and I'm just like, I don't even know how it happened. And how but, bummed uh, you were. You had just found parking. Oh, my You're God. You're like, it's really and hard to find parking It was like, here. you know, you got to get here before 10 kind of a thing uh, for us in general. And so it was just before 10, you know, it was like mm-hmm. right before 10. Like, they were already there. They got the table, so it was no big deal. But I would have been walking in, you know, at like 10.01 type yeah. of thing you know 1002 like very slick but no no gotta drive home get new pants yeah new pants and i had just done laundry so i had clean jeans for you i said that i said well i haven't you even folded them yet i'm just sitting here come on back i said i'll just meet you outside yep what you did no like you rolled the garage door up and then i just met you in the garage yeah and then you turned, <laughs> you said, I think you asked me, so how bad is it? And uh, yeah, you had decided to go commando that day. So it was well, pretty freaking bad. <laughs> this is the wildness, right? I'm getting ready for this thing before I left. And I'm looking in, because uh, I was in my uh, Fizzolino gear. I had, oh, that's right. I had done a 5K that morning at yeah. the wine truck. So I was still in my, uh, you know, my, I, my dress clothes. Because I asked you that on the phone. I said, oh, did you rip your dress pants? And yeah. you're like, no, I'm wearing jeans. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> jeans that were over a decade old i mean these were jeans that i had in high school so it's understandable that sometimes you just lose the ass but there wasn't like any warning signs and i didn't hear it or feel it catch on anything you know it was just like it was like full rip this whole half side of the butt i had to like self-assess and do a memory check and be like dude i was just in the dispenser i was like (laughs) i was like sean was my ass out in the dispensary And he was like, well, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it in there. I don't know. I, you know, what's he like? I'm not looking at your ass, but I don't know. Like I, I'm like, dude, the the breeze I felt when I just opened the car door and stepped out, I was like, no, this is way different. <laughs> this is definitely different. I'm, I was in a barcade, uh, the up down for like a good while, couple hours. hours. Yeah, ass was fine in there. Hopefully. <laughs> But no, I was getting ready beforehand and I pulled my underwear drawer out. I'm looking. All that's in there is the fucking... Fun underwear. Fun underwear. Like neon yellow G-string thong. Or like... That's like slightly transparent. The tuxedo thong. Or the tuxedo. I didn't even see the tuxedo thong. Aw. I just see these like (laughs) few fucking straight G-strings. And I'm like, you know what? First of all, I usually just rock commando. Second of all... If there was ever any, like, wild incident that caused anybody to understand what kind of underwear I was wearing, I was like, I feel like it would be weirder to be in a neon yellow G-string thong than to just be freeballing it, right? Yeah, I think so. I was like... I think you're right. I think that the G-string thong would actually be a weirder choice, not to mention a less comfortable one. I was like, you know, like, I don't got a reason to put on this thong, you know? (laughs) Uh, And so that was kind of my decision. And fuck, I didn't, I didn't know that it would lead to... That's wild that you went through that thought process looking at the underwear drawer. No, you know, you got to plan your night. Yeah. You got <laughs> to cover for all the possibilities. Oh, my God. Well, and so then I'm like, okay, so do you want... Because I saw how bad it was. I just assumed the seam had ripped when you're like, oh, my pants tore. This is like from the belt down to the bottom of the butt cheek was just wholly ripped off, like pocket and everything was just gone like i don't remember if it was dangling off or dangling down or i feel like all the cloth it, was there it, it was just looked like an animal had swiped at your butt and just shredded your pants like a mountain lion or something it looked just like shredded i shredded your pants it looked like i slid to home plate 
on glass. Yeah. With just on my ass. So I'm like, well, do you want me to throw these out for you while you're here at the house? While you did your quick change into your new jeans? And you're like, nah, I gotta show everyone. <laughs> well, I figured they're never gonna believe the size of this hole unless I got it. You know? <laughs> no one's gonna believe. Like, who would believe this? Or even if they like tried to imagine it, they wouldn't imagine it right. You know, like yeah, it was this is very strange. An epic hole in the pants. But I ended up just taking a picture of it. You know, because I don't know I have any where to put a whole extra pair of pants. I'm not gonna carry and extra it, pair uh, of pants into me in the, uh, with me into the club. You know. Sure, and it also did. It seemed like too much work to patch up or anything, you know. The cocktail waitress, by the way, who was showing almost that much ass, but not quite. Oh, yeah. Did she just have like a very uh, short skirt on or shorts? Short shorts. Uh, she was in kind of some like cheeky underwear. Cheeky underwear yeah. at the club. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess that's the place to do that. Yeah. And Hooters. And Hooters. Yeah, she had some butt cheeks going on, but uh, nice. No crack. I was full crack. Yeah, I mean, it was a full... Full crack in the streets of Westport. Half of which an Which is, you know, not exactly a way to stand out, even. I was going to say, I'm sure is, they've seen worse there. The crowd is wild, let me tell you. It was wild. And, uh, yeah, one of the one of my homies ended up getting pretty shwasty. Yeah, that'll happen. Lost his junk in the car on the way to his house. I had well, to drive you, homeboy home. You texted me and you said, I'm worried about this scene. I'm going to give him a ride home. Yeah. And I said, okay. Well, sure, that's what you gotta do. He sure shit wasn't driving himself home, I can tell you that. Well, we're walking home probably. Cause no, no, because he's a ways away, let's say. Uh, like twice as far as uh, we were from the... Dang, well... About twice as far, yeah. Because it's not that far to Westport, so... You can't abandon your shwasty homies. Hop. You gotta make sure they get somewhere. Ended up mopping Safe. up dude's yak with the ripped hole pants. So it just came full uh, ding, circle, ding, ding. it worked out, you know... Fix one disaster with another disaster, and then I left those fucking pants in the middle of the road, dude. <laughs> and I noped the fuck out of there, man. Whoever found those is going to be like, what? Yeah. What is going on? They are going to be very yeah. confused. You tried really hard to clean the car, too. You left the windows down and stuff. You told me what happened when you got home. I was like, ah, that shit, that happens, that sucks. Just take it in and get fixed or whatever, or, you know, cleaned, deep cleaned. Yeah. But, um... We haven't done that yet. And so we went somewhere the other day and I buckled up and I said, oh, well, at least he wore his seatbelt because <laughs> you didn't clean the seatbelt. Oh, and it was just like crispy oh, no, pieces. Oh, no, no, Flaky. What? Puke. What? <laughs> that moved under, just all chipped off when I grabbed the seatbelt beneath my fingertips. That was good. That was <laughs> wow. a reminder of what had got, uh, transpired over the weekend. While I was working. These people are sick. Well, yeah. Um, whoever finds this podcast on this episode is going to feel a lot like whoever found those pants, I'm sure. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What am I listening to? <laughs> Welcome. Have a, have a, uh, have a stay. You're bull after bull. Well, we, we like to uh, welcome everybody by kind of thanking the people that put this thing together. A little value for value gratitude, we like to call it. And uh, there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people who's kept this thing going uh, from when the hogs resurrected us uh, a couple years back now, just by having us on the show. You know, simple as that. Yep. Um, Forcing us to set up our microphones. And then once they're set up, you're like, why? I don't feel like putting this away. I guess I have to use it now. Yes. (laughs) Fletcher and Carolyn of hogstory.net getting us back on that tip. 
And then uh, just the producers every week who send us back value in the form of clips, in the form of uh, texts and voicemails. Uh, Sir Vo, who has uh, brought his awesome sexy bot gal over uh, into the bowl. She's been hanging out in the green room at Behind the Schemes for a while. Uh, but she has this awesome feature, the ISO tracker. You can timestamp the ISOs. Uh, in the chat. In the chat. And what's really great about that is uh, the listeners are better at catching what's funny than we are. You know? Oh, yeah. A million like, times. I like a lot. I like a lot. The first time we used it last week, we were like, dang, these are uh, things that we would have never thought of to uh, to highlight. So thank you, Servo, for that. Yeah, thank you, Servo. Wonderful service. And uh, for all of the bowlers in the bowl who are using it, uh, you can go to bowlafterbowl.com, click on Listen Live to get to the stream, to get to the bowl, the IRC chat, all the lovely bowlers in there. And uh, everybody's a producer. Everybody's giving value, energy. Uh, even if you're out there listening and you just pass the bowl to the next guy. Like, it's not peer pressure. It's just your turn, you know? Yeah. That's perhaps the simplest form of value. We always open it up because it's important. We open the show up with it. Um, and some people in the past have been like, eh, maybe don't do that. But we tried a couple of ways. And, you know, we like to soft open with, like, catching people up on uh, the happenings. But uh, before we get into a meat and potatoes of our content, we really like to thank the people that uh, brought it to you. You know, it just seems appropriate to do. And that's why we do it that way. Uh, so we're going to open up the PayPal. Of course, you can go find that on the bottom of every bowlafterbowl.com page. Yes, or bowlafterbowl.com slash donate. It's also there. And uh, we did have a recurring stone nation come in from the one and only Sharky Shark. Woo-hoo! Thanks, Sharky. Very much appreciated. Um, that's the one... Uh, well, there's a few things that are nice about PayPal, but the one thing I like the most is the recurring... Um, subscription that you can set up it's very easy and so people just put a little stonation a month we got a few bowlers that do that and it just keeps them uh automatic internet bills paid and that kind of stuff the hosting yes um subscription services that uh, come out that keep the bowl alive so we appreciate that we also appreciate our boosters using a nude podcast app which can be found at nudepodcastapps.com whether you're wearing clothes or not because uh, clothing is optional there just like the bowl now, we have to go back before our Dame Jennifer Bowls with Buds boost, because I think we might have missed a few. Let's see. Yes. So there were a couple of pre-boosts that I did want to point out, and I felt silly totally missing them on the show. I scrolled back, and uh, if anybody's done this stuff before, maybe you've made the same mistake, where you make yourself like a test boost to make sure things are working before the show. And then when you read, you scroll back to that test boost and go, ah, there's probably nothing behind this. And of course, you know, you're going to miss things. And you're going to miss things like 8888 from Abel Kirby. Abel Kirby. Abel Kirby, that's right. Thanks, Abel Kirby. And uh, he said, boosting in advance, don't read this early or else. So (laughs) we at least accomplished accomplished that. We didn't read it early. We also didn't read it on time, but we did read it late. So uh, uh, I think that our threats are... Kind of his threats are avoided in that. Yes. And then another eighty-eight, eighty-eight from Abel Kirby. He said, "Like how this came out, which is awesome, because you can go into CurioCaster and in the upcoming shows, we've got the value split, so you can boost in advance for like a pre-note, 
And uh, one of these days, we're going to be even good enough to read it on the show that you're boosting. Yes. <laughs> when you pre-boost. Like maybe this Friday <laughs> with the Bim Roses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Bim Roses tag is in there right now. If you boost a future show uh, through CurioCaster, um, their split is up in there. Woo! Their split is up in there. Also, Boobs gave us 3000 from Fountain. He said, this boost should put me over the 250K sets and uh, sent in via Fountain. Let's oh. fucking go. Let's Bo- fucking go. Boostberry. Nobody lives harder on boosts than Boostberry. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, man. That guy is a boosting maniac. Maniac. Uh, my boosting has been rained upon lately, and um, it, looks, it looks like things are starting to open up from CurioCaster, which is good. I need to fill a wallet there and test. And then I was trying in Fountain, and I'm just getting the spinning forever pending wheel. And I never saw anything go through there. So spinning, spinning, I don't know what it is. It's like uh, lightning's in a storm or something. Uh, I've maybe a little bit of speculation later, but uh, do I know? Hell no, I don't know. But thank you, Booberry. Thanks, boobs. Behind the schemes. 6,900 sats from Booberry as well. Behind the schemes.com with threes instead of E's in schemes where you can find those lads. And we link them in the show notes for crying out loud. You click Booberry's name, you know where you're going. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> straight to goats on the floor in puddles. Um, yes, so that catches us up for the pre-boosts. Okay. Thankfully. Uh, but we had some boosts come in tonight, and you heard some pews uh, live on the air just now. I heard them. You heard them? I heard them good. We got 3333 from C. Brooklyn. Woohoo! Thanks, C. Brooklyn. Who uh, also tried to give us a boost on the Dame Jennifer show, and for whatever reason, it just it went out and didn't come in. Some of mm. the splits failed, so... Uh, He's getting them through now. Those that one worked. Uh, three thirty-three from Servo. Yeah, Servo. He said boost the lightning and never seems to have any issues because he's boosting directly from his node that he runs uh, using Boost CLI, that wonderful uh, command line app that uh, C Dubs wrote. That I am still, by the way, too stupid to get up and running. So uh, one day, perhaps I will. Uh, I've tried a couple of times, failed a couple of times. Uh, I'll keep trying. Yep. I haven't uh, really begged for help or had a lot of time to dedicate in a row to it. It's one of those things where I sit down, I kind of get so far, I hit a couple walls, I get closer, something doesn't work out. So I'm still working on it. We'll get that son of a bitch rolling soon. Uh, 420 sats from Harv Hat. Thanks, Harv Hat. It's coming out of Curio Caster on the live tag. That's right, the bowl is lit. And then he hit that up with a 33-33 right after. And a 4269 from Harv Hat. So he is a boosting maniac as well, man. He is uh, trying to rip the title from Boobery. Just... They're they're boosting and boosting. 33 sats from N4VX. That's coming on uh, CurioCaster's live tag as well. Thanks, N4VX. Appreciate you. 6666 from... You guessed it. Boobs. Zosobi Booberry. Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. That's we want to get real technical. That's the technical term. Uh, shameless self-plug, by the way, uh, from Booberry. Uh, this is real value here. He's looking for questions you may have for Dave Jones. On June 12, 2022, after No Agenda. It's going to be live on the No Agenda stream. Uh, if you've got something you want to ask, you are to shoot him an email. And the email address is boo at behindtheschemes.com. That's, of course, with the threes instead of e's. Behind the sch3m3s.com. Get your question to Dave Jones over there, and uh, it will be answered on the show. 
Yeah. What's your question for Dave Jones, Spence? Oh man, I'm gonna have to actually think about it. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna get okay. a thoughtful question. Yeah. Uh, these kinds of things are not to be done on the spot. Now, if I had Dave Jones in the bowl and we had him for a while, I could think of a few and I'd have some time. But man, I got one question. I just gotta ask it right now. I will email you boobies. I will have, I will have a, at least a couple questions for you. Boost says Rev Cyber Trucker. All right, thanks, Rev. With 333 sats out of the Fountain app. Woo-hoo. We appreciate you, sir. And <laughs> Boost again, he says. Right out of the Fountain Heck app. Yeah. Oh man, nobody told him that. Uh, boost me once, shame on, shame on. Boost can't get boost again. Yeah, well, apparently can get boost again right there. Can get boost again. And Rev Cyber Trucker proved it. I appreciate that. We appreciate all of our boosters and uh, pewing us throughout the show. We really love that. And by the way, um, Booberry is just a slick little dude when it comes to that uh, custom boost sound. Oh, yeah. Holy moly. Nobody's done it uh, like Behind the Schemes has over there. And uh, last night he had the slaughtered goat for every boost. And uh, before that he had uh, Boost a Gimp, which is a, a rowdy hit. Uh, and just the custom noises, man, like, it's something that I've wanted to try, and it's like re- revolving on that goddamn to-do list that never seems to get chipped away at enough. But, uh, spinning around, spinning around, and uh, I just gotta give mad respect, because that uh, was so entertaining. Just makes me giggle every time. Uh, speaking of boosters, though, uh, I love boosters. Shit, I love boosters. And I love the text line for sending us that little ISO, which is now on my board. So thank you. Thank Appreciate you. That. Uh, that's from the Texters. Thank you, Bowlers on the Text Line. Bowlers on the Text Line. Do, do, well, there's, do. you know, a real easy way to contribute value to the bowl, besides just passing it to a friend who you think will like it, and that is to answer our weekly first time I ever topic. This week, we want to hear about the first time you ever got cut off. All you got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816... Six zero seven three six six three, and the play was That's right. Eight one six six zero seven three six six three. As we mentioned before, there's a text line. You can text if you're voice shy. Uh, but we love to hear your lovely voice in the bowl. And those voicemails are played and we talk about the first time I ever, or whatever you want to really talk about. Yeah, just say hi. Just say what's whatever. up. That's uh, more value. Uh, it's all value and we're grateful for all of it because it's content, it keeps the show going, and it fosters a community. All of these things which are uh, genuinely of value, at least uh, from our perspective. Yeah, it's what the bowl is built upon. Uh, that last pew that you heard is uh, 1221 sats. From the lovely Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Thanks, Phoenix. She's boosting out a fountain. She says, Phoenix loves phone boy in the bowl. Boost. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. Well, look at those two lovebirds over there. Thank you, Phoenix. Rush boost. Oh, wow. A great value segment. Love our value for value peeps. Fucking advertisers can rock these nuts. Yeah. No one's telling me what to say That's or right. what not to say. That's the best part about we'll it. We'll talk about your ripped pants and ass hanging out all we want. I mean, do you even have any idea how we could never get away with a, a regularly occurring segment and we'd decide to name it? Opting! Opting! Who 
We got an on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit stain. Uh, it's a silly name. We have our uh, Bitcoin lightning segment. All things lightning, most things Bitcoin, some things, other things. Uh, we sometimes sneak some programming in there as though that's uh, related. Because it is, but it isn't. But I guess it kind of is. It's all one big shit stain when you look at it from the right angle. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And uh, this week it's been uh, some stains over what I alluded to earlier. Some lightning issues and boost issues. It's... Uh, oh. Sometimes hard to get a boost through, you know? Yeah, sometimes hard to get your sats into the wallet you want them to go to. Yeah. I ended up waiting four hours for my sats to show up in so my fountain wallet tell yesterday. tell me about your experience, because I saw the toots, <laughs> and I kind of heard the story, but mostly I was wrapped up in class, and I couldn't tell. Uh, oh, yeah. I was tooting out, man. <laughs> you had a, a little chain going, man. Yeah. I uh, got to put all my good Sailor Moon gifts to use, finally, <laughs> the- but... Yeah. Lorian was like asking me to like, uh, well, no, to be fair, you never asked me shit. You just kept saying you needed to reconnect your Zeus wallet, but you'd like say it to me, you know? And I I, was kind of like. Yeah. Sometimes I say things out loud to you and think that it'll make me remember them. Yeah. I've done the same Uh, thing. I get it. So yeah, the day started off, I did reconnect my node to the Zeus app. (laughs) I got everything working again there. So I was excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to send some sats to my fountain. It's just one of those things. I mean, I think being home was part of it to get it working. Being on a local network. Yeah. Yeah. So It has to connect over Tor if you're not here. And so. Yeah. And that's another thing I want to learn more about. It's got to have the proper setup and then it also takes longer too. Yeah. Well, anyways, went through the steps, got that working. So then I decided to move some, a handful of sats over to my fountain wallet and, you know, go over to Fountain, create the invoice, click the copy button, go over to the Zeus app, uh, you know, send sats on Lightning, paste the thing, bada bing, bada boom, it says it's sent. I just, like, you know, swipe down, refresh my app, and nodes are out of my, or sats are out of my node. So I'm like, okay, cool. Open my Fountain app up, sats are not there. And I'm like, eh, well, okay. Mm. Uh, usually it's instantaneous. Right. Like when we did the Bitcoin block party, someone would buy something from me. I'd give them the invoice. The sats would be there in less than a minute. Yeah, less so than like, 10 seconds. We're just standing like there pew. waiting for each yeah. other. And it's like, bing, bing. Yep, mm-hmm. there it is. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> no, not with Fountain yesterday. And I've moved sats over to Fountain before. Yeah. I think it took about 10 minutes. But I'm not freaking out over 10 minutes <sighs> until yesterday because 10 minutes came and went. And so I made some nervous too because I was trying to get my boosts in early for my uh, Monday sure, shows. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got to boost these guys. And, uh, you know, 100K sets. Is yeah, like, okay, yes, I moved 100,000 sets. And not I was chump change. uncomfortable making that move, yeah. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. For me, that's a big, that's a bucket. That's a bucket of sets. So anyway. Uh, yeah, 10 minutes go by, they're not showing up. So I make my first two, because I'm like, well, I'm just being impatient, you know, but I'm like really biting my nails, sweating a little bit. 20 minutes go by, they're not there. And I decided to toot about it again. And uh, NetNet jumped in and he's like, yeah, shit boosts have been laggy. Shit's going on. I was like, oh mm. gosh. Well, you know, an hour later, no sats. 
I was almost oh, going to no. post my dead Sailor Moon, but I didn't. I just went with crying out the window. <laughs> and that's really how I felt. And you were still in class. So I texted you. I also like texted you. With, yeah, which with just. A, a couple, like the same thing I tweeted, but with a couple of motherfuckers in there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and some screen caps, like a screen cap of my trans, my known <laughs> transaction. And, and I'm like, what did I do? What did I fuck up? Is this me? Like, what's going on? You never responded, though. So, uh, finally, I tagged... Yeah, I'm unreachable during class. Yeah. Unless you're on Teams. <laughs> I tagged Oscar. Like, this is how nutted up I am. I tagged Oscar, and oh. I was like, what's up? <laughs> I, uh, I haven't gotten these sats that I moved. What's going on? Yeah. And, of course, you know, he's halfway across the world, so yeah. he's not going to... He's probably sleeping. He often sleeps while we're that. awake. Yep. He's in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't hear from him, but... Four hours later, and my Satoshis did show up. Oh, wow. All right. Yes. And I'm glad that I moved them early because I was still able to get my boosts in before the show started. Yeah. I like money, though. Cool. Yeah. So I like a happy ending, man. It was a happy ending. And then I woke up, and I had a notification from Oscar. And he's, oh, well, I guess it's not exactly a happy ending. Because then I had another fountain issue. Oh. I was trying to make a clip. Really? And... I chose the designated time codes mm-hmm. based on the transcript and then open it up. And you know, it's not exactly where the words are. Sure, There's yeah. A few more, There's so a little I, shift or I, I chop it down. I re-listen to it. It's good. I go to save, which okay. is the first step towards publishing a clip on Fountain. Yep. And I get an error message. Okay. I don't remember, but I screen capped it and I tooted it because I hit save three times and I got the error three times. Thinking that if I just smash the save button, it'll change anything. You know? Now- I got to ask. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Are you trying to do this clip while you're waiting for your sats to show up? Yes. So this is before you. Okay. Yeah. I'm biding my time. Okay. And impatient me. So. Sure. Kind of freaking out. Just sweating a little bit in the palms and thumbs. And, yeah. Yeah. So I'm smashing save. Nothing's working. Screen cap I posted on <laughs> the Mastodon. And I'm just like, really? You hate me this much, Fountain. <laughs> oh, Fountain. So then Fountain I'm like. loves you. I promise. Okay, I, I've had issues before with clips. Okay. And what I did the last time to fix it was uninstall and reinstall the app. Okay. So I do that, and I go back, I find the clip, I trim it down, I hit save, it goes through. Okay, I now I'm making a title mm-hmm. for the clip and trying to think of hashtags. So I'm like, okay, good, we're, we're done, right? Go to hit publish. No. Uh-oh. Error publishing clip. Oh. That's rough, man. And I did, I I smashed publish. I left the app. You know, I closed the app. I was like, I'll do something else, and then I'll come back and I'll try again. Couldn't get it done. Could not do it. Damn. You know what I did? What did you? I do? uninstalled the app again. Oh no! <laughs> and and that app. worked. And then I published my clip. Oh man, no! But you can't be twice? reinstalling the app every time. How come it? Like, so what do you? Every time I get. I run into a roadblock and it's like, oh, you can't finish this task a quarter of the way. Oh, now you can't finish this task halfway. Now you can't publish the task. <laughs> like, it was killing me. Man, so when it comes to mobile dev, I don't know shit about piss, but you are on a Google Pixel 4, yeah? Mm-hmm. But not with graphene, right? Just the regular. <laughs> I'm on the slave device. Okay. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll have to, uh, yeah. we'll have to submit an issue, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, so I woke up to that notification from Oscar, and he was like, did you get your Satoshis? And I was like, yeah, I did, after four hours. 
And he was <laughs> nice. like, oh, okay, uh, you can send me an email and give me his email. Cool. Those aren't his exact words. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Because my memory sucks. No, it's all good. But I did email him uh, this morning. You don't need I'll a transcript of your DMs. It's I'll, all right. I'll, oh, no, they're public toots oh okay see the thread okay so i I did email him and i'll hear from him tomorrow and i thought of something else i wanted to email him but i was like "Ah, i'm not gonna double email i'll wait till he responds (laughs) one issue at a time but i love the interface of fountain i like fountain yeah it's fun that it's like a social podcasting 2.0 value enabled app definitely oh we love fountain and a lot of people love us in Fountain, you know, so. But with my boosts that I sent yesterday, it was a forever spinning wheel. A forever spinning wheel. It never That's said what I got that today. it sent. Yeah. And, like, I quit the app. I did other things. And what I ended up doing is just looking in the chats to see if it had been, you know, relayed my, by um, one of the boost bots. <laughs> my little task today was getting that boost after boost back because he was, uh, that bot was silent throughout the Dame Jen show. Yeah. And, uh. C-Dubs had showed me how to install it as a uh, system D service on the node rather than what we've been doing, which is kind of starting the application in a screen and then um, keeping the screen going so that you can close the shell and the screen still runs in there, which is, uh, you know, not super reliable for the long term, like forever and ever, whereas a system D service, like if it ever the connection ever gets interrupted or something, then it knows how to restart, you know? And if you restart your node, then once everything comes online, it also turns that back on. That good kind of stuff, you know? But I think I just, uh, I botched the configuration of it up. I wasn't pointing it either to the right macaroon or something. Uh, because it, it was logged into IRC. That part was fine. It just never saw any boosts as they came in. So tonight what I ended up doing is just going to the, old screen way that I know works and I know how to do and I'm not dumb enough to or I'm not too dumb to uh, totally destroy it and I've got them in the screen for right now a detached screen for, you, boy. for you Linux bros um, and it's working I love it I, I, I love even trying to explain you just talk uh, about the crippling weird shit you do with your Linux to actual Linux bros and they're like bro why why do you do a screen I don't know <laughs> it just worked. I don't know. Like, that's how people helped me get it working in the first place. That's all. I mean, we started by just keeping the damn thing open during the show, you know, and uh, keeping a PowerShell window open. It's like, I'd like to close this shell, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I was reading an f- interesting um, sort of ranty post from a node operator known as Darth Coin, and uh, I just found it sort of interesting recommendations for LN users, he called it, right? He published this yesterday. A simple warning about usage of actual Lightning Network, uh, which is uh, sort of, I don't know, um, it's written in this, uh, it sounds kind of like Eastern European a bit or something, like almost broken English, but uh, maybe just weird word choice. And uh, it was actually replied to, and someone said... uh, English is a second language or something snooty, you know, and uh, mm. or snarky, I should say. It wasn't snooty, it was snarky. There's a fine line there. At any rate, some of these guys are so into privacy, and I just consider this an option or a possibility when I'm reading blog posts like this online. Some of these guys are so crazy about privacy that they will run blog posts, emails, and other communications through some kind of algorithm that does that. It just like messes with word choice and language and, and, and voice. Okay. To further privatize you by just like 
making it hard to even track what voice you write in, you know, and what word choice you make. Hmm. And it kind of breaks your language and it it, it makes you sound kind of silly when it spits it out, but it also protects privacy. I've seen privacy tools like that. So I, I always wonder when it comes to Bitcoin guys, if they're, if they do that or not, I don't think so in this case, but never know. Anyways, bitching about, uh, lightning node operators that basically get on, turn a node on and don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I started reading it last night. And it's a great read. And I think he'll get a lot of hate just by, just because he's being right and doing so out loud and saying things that, uh, people like think are mean or come across as like combative which i don't know i think he presents it pretty objectively even though he is clearly irritated uh i don't agree with necessarily all these points uh especially when it comes to i am always gonna be the fucking pie in the sky guy when it comes to what what any one person can do uh with technology um a lot of people throughout my whole kind of time really diving into the lightning space a lot of people have this constant attitude of, oh, regular people aren't going to want to do this. Regular people aren't going to want to operate a node. Regular people aren't going to want to, I don't know, fill in the blank, you know. But uh, I've never specialized in regular people. and I don't really worry too much about what regular people want to do. But I think that uh, most people could, if they decided they wanted to, run a node and then learn how to do it right. And I think it's a good idea for people to try and learn how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And I think that I'm obviously still uh, learning how to run a Lightning Node uh, well, but I've uh, been doing pretty great in routing and uh, channels and stuff, uh, especially over this calendar year. It's been uh, kind of picking up steam and getting a little more comfortable with that kind of stuff. And uh, I would have ventured to guess that Darth Coin is also learning how to run a node, run a couple nodes. Uh, his frustration is to the point of thinking about turning one off. So um, I'm sort of of the attitude that uh, regardless of how many people are on their clumsily um, running nodes, you know, that you can still reasonably connect to enough uh, people who have it figured out to run a good node yourself. Um, I think really what's getting under his skin is these force closed channels. And if you don't know what you're doing and cause a force closed channel, it really can echo and have repercussions across the network because everybody that, uh, some bad payment went through that causes a force channel also gets that path closed. Like it can, it can burn a whole path, which is really rough. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting read. I think it's for node operators. It should be requiring re- required reading just because, you should at least consider all the points he makes, even if you might agree or disagree with them to some extent, like I do. Um, it's all worth reading, and it's all worth being cognizant of, all the different things that you should pay attention to, like fees and like how to be a good node operator. And uh, uh, I've I've said the same thing to people, and I always know that it's, it can be a sore subject or a touchy subject, especially when somebody reads it and they operate a node, and they know they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they're kind of upset by anybody suggesting that absolute truth. So uh, I totally get where he's coming from. Um, I just have, I guess, more optimism in the general human being. Yeah. Which may, I, I know, I, I get I'm a fool, you know? Yeah, but I think a lot of people are open to learning and open to being wrong or proven wrong. I can being like, oh... I learned a thing today. Woo. I can tell you firsthand from some of the people that come into the course that I teach, like my job is to teach some people who have a background, uh, how to make web apps and some people who, um, aren't sure 
whether to put a URL in the address bar or in the little Google search bar and what the difference is. Oh. And I teach them how to build web apps by the end too, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that people are capable of more than anyone realizes, but it just takes, uh, it takes wanting to do it. And it also takes a community of people willing to help them do it and foster them in and be yes. like, you know what? I'm not just going to assume you can't. I'm going to encourage you to do it. I'm going to encourage you to learn it. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week or a month. Like, it takes years. And the Lightning Network is new enough and experimental enough that there isn't a single motherfucker out there who isn't still learning it. I don't care who it is. We're all still learning it. The guys yep. building it are still learning it. Yep. So, I I don't know. I always fall on the side of let's encourage one another and get better. And uh, let's not just assume everybody is a lost cause because i have known uh many a lost cause who actually made it yeah against all odds that's your shit stain ladies and gentlemen well you also went to a casey bitcoin meetup yeah i guess i could recap the casey bitcoin <laughs> meetup that's not a bad idea yeah meetups are great it was a good one because there wasn't really a topic this time it was just sort of a mixer it was just social which is relaxing you know it's nice that's cool and i ended up being the guy to orange pill the waitresses this time Ooh. And get a moon wallet. I know waitresses are one of my weaknesses. What can I say? It's a chicken and a pickle over an OP, which is brand new. They built a brand new one over there. And if no one's been to chicken and a pickle, it's a, you know, chicken sandwich shop. They have pickle bar courts like everywhere. God, they got me. I don't know how many they have because I didn't really count them. Inside and outside? They're all outside. Oh, okay. I've, um, I've never been to chicken and a pickle. <laughs> The old location or the new one? Yeah, they had one. Uh, the OG is in uh, North Kansas City, just on the other side of the river. But then this one in OP, it's it's pretty big and it's a nice place. It's cool. OP style. And on the Google Map, it's still just a pile of dirt. If you look at satellite, <laughs> so it's that new. Neat. The the streets there aren't even mapped, like how to get in and stuff. Yeah, Wild. That's, that's the sprawl. It's just creeping further south in OP all the time, all the time. But yeah, we get the the bit. Uh, the waitresses tipped in Bitcoin, man. Nice. I think they each made like 50 bucks in Bitcoin that night. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> when they said that, uh, the one waitress was like, uh, I didn't even know what Bitcoin was. And now I have $50 worth. And I was like, now I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to leave. Time to go. Yep. And I left. It was I a great time, though. The next Bitcoin meetup uh, for the KC Bitcoiners is going to be June 2nd. At the Grand Falloon again. I love going down there. Oh. Grand Falloon in the plaza. The reason I love going down there is it's super close to my house. I don't have to drive that far. Yeah. Anybody having meetups close to my house, I come to your meetup. That's how it goes. If it's far, I try to make it. You know what I mean? Another important meetup, speaking of meetups, Kansas City No Agenda meetup. Yes. This Sunday, baby. I know. It didn't get read on the I know. Show. I doofed it up. I had a promo ready to go, and then I sent it to Adam at Curry.com. Yeah, but it's on NA meetups, and he didn't get to Sunday. I think he stopped at like Friday Yeah, he just read, I don't know, there's just like a lot of meetups popping up now, I think. It's just kind of oh, overloading. Yeah. And I think there's been, you know, some concerns about time issues and like how much time uh, each thing is taking. Well, that's all right. And so they're trying to make adjustments and figure that out, I guess. So I think they just mentioned like the ones between when he's reading and the next show, you know. Ah, that makes sense. The promo shall be heard Thursday. That's right. And then I'll, you know, I'll just get better at But yeah, it's another picnic. Like it's a picnic. barbecue picnic. Barbecue. That's so right. you're going to smoke a butt? 
That's right. Smoke a butt. It's my second chance because last time I was going to smoke a butt and take it to the barbecue and then... The kidney. The kidney. Yeah. happened. Yeah. So your boy couldn't make it. So uh, the butt will be smoked. Fun will be had. Uh, it's a nice big park, it's too, that be, we're yeah, doing it Shoto at. Shoto Greenway Park in the Northland. So uh, little ones got room to run around. Noagendameetups.com. You can RSVP to it. You can bring a, a side or some kind of a dish. Hang out and yeah, come early. I think it. I put three o'clock instead of three thirty-three, just because I want people to show up. Uh, and I'm going early, and C Mike and his clan are going to go early, just to kind of have a playground day and just let the kids all run around for a long time outside. Oh yeah, expend yeah. that energy. Yeah, yeah, because there's like a baseball diamond and uh, tennis courts, all sorts of stuff up there. Yeah, there's definitely room to run around, no doubt about that. So we hope to see you there if you're anywhere near the KC area. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Don't pretend like you got plans. You ain't got no plans. Just come on over. Have bring your whole family. Bring the kids. Bring the dogs. We have a day in the park. Whatever. Yeah. All are welcome. <laughs> and uh, check out Dame Blackhammer's sign-up sheet. Yes. You can click on her sign-up genius and tell us what you're going to bring. Yeah. Or you can just, you know, lurk and see what everyone else is bringing and then pretend that you didn't know that there was a sign-up sheet <laughs> and enjoy yeah. the feast. That's right. Uh, Who are you? Huh? Some third class mooch? Who are you? <laughs> Some third class mooch, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to be a mooch, though. Value for value, baby. That's right. Bring some tater salad, get some pork, get some whatever everyone else is bringing. There you have it. Yeah. Can't afford to be a mooch in this economy. Uh, speaking of not being a mooch, 3333 coming in for the fountain app says, buy the dip. Woo. Um, what, you mean again? <laughs> And again, and again, and again, uh, and again. We've been buying the dip, baby. Oh, yeah. Gotta buy that dip. Yeah, because gas prices aren't dipping. No doubt about that. The average gasoline price in this country jumped 33 cents this past week. Uh-oh. With the average for the country being $4.71 per gallon. Too damn high. Yes, but I am glad Missouri is below average. You can still find, like... Three eighty nine, six a gallon. Three eighty nine. I saw three eighty nine driving around. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I was out driving, I saw like three ninety four, three ninety six, and I thought, hell yeah, under four bucks, which is a terrible thing to think. Mm hmm. How embarrassing is that? It's pretty fucked. Yeah. I also saw today that Twitter was trading thirty three percent below Elon's offer price. Uh-oh. So that was pretty funny. Got his. I got their nuts to the fire on that, right? Yep. Not so funny. Magic number story though is that. The blue crab population in Chesapeake Bay has hit a 33-year low. Rough. Yep. They only counted 27 million of them this year. <laughs> oh, jeez. They had to count them all. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe it's an estimate. A guesstimate. <laughs> they don't talk about their methods here. They just said 27 million is the population, and it's been declining for two years in a row. I think they have a crab phone tree. Crab phone tree. Yeah. And then the top crab just calls the three crabs, and they call three crabs, and then everyone calls down the line. Yeah, phone tree. Ring, 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 ring. Crab phone tree. Yep. Yeah, they're blaming uh, a loss of grasses contributing to the decline, oh. along with water quality challenges. Oh, cool, man. And, uh, but another thing that was mentioned was an invasive blue catfish that likes to kill them. Mm, blue so. catfish like blue crabs. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Uh, but another article had said, oh, they don't need immediate intervention or anything. Like, we don't need to stop harvesting the blue crabs. You're probably just going to see a price increase if you want to eat some. Yeah, $27 million seems like a lot. 
Yeah, I think they're doing okay. I think it'll be fine. And yeah, I saw the... I had one bonus story for the top 333 tonight. And that's just that a 23-year-old who was in the nation's capital on January 6th was sentenced to 33 months. So his lawyer blamed his judgment on his intoxication, saying he was 10 beers in, had some hard liquor, and poked some smot. Oh. Which I'm like, you can't blame the weed. What he allegedly did was throw a, or no, he sprayed a fire extinguisher. Oh. At Capitol Police officers. Uh oh. And uh, some unidentified object he might have thrown at their heads. But the headlines will all tell you, you know, oh, this guy was wearing a Confederate flag. Mm. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. The real offense here. Yeah. But COOF numbers were down when it came to the magic number this week. There were, well, kind of. There were 33 deaths in Majorca, Spain. <coughs> oh, shit. And in all of India, 33 deaths. The whole now, country? Think about that population. And 33 deaths? pretty low yeah it, it seems, seems like incredibly low <laughs> week, 33 for the whole country yeah week after week i have brought you provinces in india that's right with 33 deaths or province. 33 mm-hmm. cases nope this week it was the whole country and an article the utah case count jumped more than 33 percent in the past week i was surprised they weren't blaming monkeypox <laughs> nope it was the coof allegedly there's a new blame all the time you know can't oh, keep yeah. track of them. No, nope. no. Nope. But I uh, can keep track of that my mind is ready to go behind the curtain. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> now I'm t- that's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I've been ready to be behind the curtain since yesterday, for real. No doubt. Maybe since the last bowl, when we exited the bowl. Just ready to come back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to be behind the curtain, geez? She's back in the news. Oh, good old shoes back. All right. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep her in the news from this point forward. Okay. It it would make sense, right? Because it's kind of coming towards the end. Uh, Of course, we're talking about Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, who is being detained in Russia for allegedly having vape cartridges on her person at a Moscow airport in her luggage. Not on her person, in her luggage. Uh, and the vape cartridges allegedly contained oil derived from cannabis. Uh-oh. I'm using the language in the media right, here. Right, right. Because I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know. It seems kind of like uh, no one wants to really be explicit about the details. <laughs> yes. Vape cartridges containing oil derived from cannabis. What the fuck does that mean? Is it, are we talking derbs? Are we talking CBD oil? What's going on? Could be a lot of things, man. Is it that nice, clear stuff? Could be D10. Is it shatter? Yeah, it could be D10. Could be T8. Uh, could be 50 state legal for all I know. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> could be straight up hemp oil. I don't know. I don't know either. They don't tell us. Well, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> could just be water. I, I'd take a couple <laughs> hits, I'd let you know. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it good or is it good? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so it's been three months since they detained her. And her trial was expected to happen beginning of May, but Russia said, uh, we're going to detain her another month. We're going to postpone it for another month. Um, So last week, a consular official was able to meet with her. um, And they said, you know, she's in as good a spirits as possible for the situation. And then the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, 
had a TV appearance. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I, uh, I clipped it. I clipped what he had to say. The, both the WNBA and its brother league, the NBA, we, we have a huge responsibility to Brittany Griner as one of our players. I mean, part of our decision to not take a higher profile here, frankly, came at the suggestion of experts in and out of government who yeah. thought the best path to getting Brittany, Brittany out was not to amplify the issue. Having said that, there's an enormous role for the public to play um, through protest or you know, letting their representatives know how badly, you know, they, how strongly they feel about this. But so we're working now. Kathy Engelbert, the commissioner of yep. the WNBA, is on this issue every single day. I'm working side by side with her, but we've been in touch with the White House, the State Department, hostage negotiators, you know, at every level of government and also through the private sector as well. So um, our number one priority is her health and safety and making sure that she gets out of Russia. And it cut off really, but... It's out of Russia. There's lots on pack there, but most importantly, Grittany. Grittany. See, I was wondering how he broke his nose, but now I think I know. He called her Grittany to his to her face. <laughs> did he sound like that? He sounded like he, he had did a, sound like he had a busted nose. He sounded like his nose got wrecked, dude. It probably has time after time. I mean, if you call uh, you call her Grittany Briner, then she's gonna <laughs> deck you, man. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyways, you know, he said he's working side by side with the WNBA commissioner. And uh, I don't know why she wasn't at that interview if they're working side by side. I didn't see her by his side. <laughs> but alas, this Trust is what we get. Trust me, bro. Trust me, we're working together. <laughs> yep. Just all these, all these cries for more. Uh, we want to see women's sports more. You know, show us the women athletes. And then it's like, ah, well, I'm from the NBA. So you might actually know who I am. And uh, we're working on it, okay? With the with the WNBA, of course. We're working on it. They couldn't be here tonight. They couldn't be here tonight, but they sent some cookies. Yeah. And regards. There's also a statement from a State Department spokesman by the name of Ned Price. Said, uh, well, she, he just said she's doing as well as might be expected, but they've only been able to keep sporadic contact, and that's not satisfactory or consistent with the Vienna Convention mm. to which Russia has subscribed. I don't mm. know much about the Vienna Convention. I'm not sure. But I will say, if you get caught with a dab pen in America, it's not 50 state legal, so it seems that it's not legal in Russia either. <laughs> it would be a weird place to probably... Uh, it's a bad time. Keep pot on you. To be in Russia, but it's all that also makes it a suspect time for this to be happening. With someone in Russia. No doubt. Which is why I always intro it now with good old shoe. Good old shoe. Good old shoe. And I've been praying that a song comes out. You know, I really want a song. Yeah, some old timey song, man. Gritney. We need a song for Gritney. Discovered in the libraries of Congress halls, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool, but um make heroism on Mastodon brought to my attention that there's a show on Nutfux. Oh yeah. You can stream. <laughs> That features a black lesbian basketball player and two of the Spice Girls are on it. Very cool. I feel a song coming on. Don't you? Like, oh, come on. That's a great recipe for a song. That's great marketing. This is is a winning team now. No doubt. Yep, setting it up. And they they gave themselves an extra month. You know, they're like, okay, she's going to be... Detained for an extra month. We're not going to do the trial yet. We have to hype 
up the media. Because there was a while where I wasn't seeing her name in the headlines. And this week, they started running the story on a bunch of different outlets. Mm. Basically the same thing. Oh, she's doing as well as she possibly can. That doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> I mean, come on. Make up some juicy details. Tell me that they hit her with a phone book or something, you know? Like, <laughs> right. oh, she cries. or She doesn't cry because she's so tough. Cause Please! She's, she's a strong woman. Yeah, they should have like some kind of fucking, oh, they won't let her wear any underwear. Or, yes. You know, some kind of fucking, they're torturing her over there. They're horrible people. Yeah, or like the cannabis oil is her medicine. Like, give me something. Like, make me feel. Come on, they're usually really good at it. Yeah, I'm a soft target. I'm a woman. Oh, I'm happy to report my lightning boost just went through. Oh. <laughs> the 33 test boost. Wow. Test, test, testicle for that boosty bot. Yes, I. Uh, that was the one I said was infinitely spinning. So There it is. Not infinite. Uh, not infinite. It was only an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Another... Oh, and we got a Harv hat one <laughs> kind of oh, <laughs> snuck through hat. there, too. 4269. Coming through on the CurioCaster. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Harv Hat. Love you, sir. Yeah, I love you, Harv Hat. There was another Gritney headline oh. that I noted here. To, uh, because this time it was Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Oh, boy. Spoke to Griner's wife. That's the whole headline. And really, I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. Like, there's not, that's not much of a story to me. I feel like he's done this before. I feel like he's been in contact with her wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's just going to be like a throwout headline. Ah, you got to recycle the name it, man. They, they're, they're scrambling in the writer's keep room. Keep it timely. Maybe the, uh, you know, whoever the Dustin Hoffman is or whatever, the producer, just is not, uh, he's just not hired yet, you know? Uh, maybe, but whoever Clearly the show's not being produced yet. They gotta get the right. producer. Yeah, and whoever's working on it right now needs to hit the vape cartridge with cannabis oil in it. Clearly. Yeah, man. Tell us what's in there. <laughs> yeah, tell us what's in there. Is um, it just some lame, kind of like uh, your great aunt CBD pen? Or? <laughs> Even worse, it could just be that Chinese hemp oil. It's mm. like, we melt rope into oil. <laughs> or. You ever seen that shit? <laughs> Is it some spicy CO2 extracted? <gasps> something really nice going to put you on your ass with just one little puff. Oh, yeah. And maybe some of that like uh, pina colada flavor to it, you know? Mm, mm. When you see the, the clear, you're like, oh, you look through the cartridge, you're like, whoa, it's like sticky water. That tastes good. Anyways, uh, yeah, so what did the Secretary of State say? He said that her release is a top priority for the department and has mm. his full attention as opposed to his half attention that it might have had a month ago. Sure. and He's fully uh, attent now. Yeah. The ambassador to Russia, now I teased this last time that the ambassador had seen her. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't much to say about Grittany, but the ambassador had seen her. Um, and now he says that Russia is denying embassy permission for him to visit her a third time this month. So he's seen her twice, but they're saying no to a third time. Hmm. I don't know what the norms are in this I don't thing. Either. You know, you you got to wonder if they're I, just pushing all the buttons and envelopes to make them say no eventually, or if you're supposed to have X amount of time, X amount of days in a row. I don't know how any of this shit works, I feel like works, I'm going to have to read the Vienna Convention. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't yet, so full disclosure there. Just the um, uh, skepticism in general for- my My thing has always been, like, don't break the law in a foreign country because that's going to be real bad. 
Yeah, That's I've seen enough I locked thought. up abroad to just be like, you know what? Just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since I'm not getting on any commercial planes. Oh, That's man. for sure. But yeah, it's like, uh, you know, but here too, you know, don't get caught with a dirt pen in your luggage. Don't get you caught when you poke a smot, dude. Yeah, don't get caught when you poke a smot. That's right. Because you know uh, who's always waiting around the corner. That's Officer Douche. It's true, yeah. And so, you know, that was my gripe that I brought up last time about everyone's fighting for her to get out, yep. saying that she's being detained, wrongfully detained. And I said, look at all the cannabis prisoners in this country, the pot prisoners. Yeah. They're being wrongfully detained, in my opinion. Yeah, Harf hat with the best advice. Don't get caught. <laughs> Solid advice. Yeah. Uh, another group of people who should not get caught are truckers because they made the headlines today. Uh-oh. Yes, pot violations took 10,000 truckers off the road this year. Whoa. Adding more supply chain disruptions. Yes, it was 10,276 to be exact. Commercial vehicle drivers tested positive for pot. Oh, yeah? I broke it. (laughs) Oh, man. That's all right. We'll fix it later. Fix it in post. Goodness gracious. Oh, you're not going to fix it now? Okay. You need me to fix it now? I guess I can fix it now. Yeah, I want to hear the trucker. Worth it. (laughs) Yes, it was. Thank you. Now it's on the board. (sighs) Yes. Because we love our truckers. That's right. But, you know, if you're going to piss in a cup, be smart. There's lots of ways that you can pass that test. I've heard. We've heard about that from the Rev himself, actually. Yes. Yeah. Slick ways to do that. Uh, yeah. So here's the crazy part. That number, over 10,000 truckers uh, who have either been put on a probation for being positive or have been fired altogether... That's a 33% increase. Well, look at that. From 2021. Uh Uh-oh. When there were only 7,750 violations. So still a huge number. And the ridiculous thing to me is you should be able to, with how many medical states there are, there's what, 37 medical states now? Mm Mm-hmm. So you can't use your medicine at all. You can't use that as medicine if you work for the Department of Transportation. Yeah, I guess not. And there's 19 recreational states. It's like, imagine if I said, hey, you want to drive a truck, but you cannot drink beer. Not just while you're driving, ever. Okay? Because beer leads to car accidents. Truck it's accidents. It's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, it is. It's total fucking bullshit. And then, you know, Farm Bill 2018. Legalized CBD, legalized hemp, hemp derivatives. So you want to use CBD? Well... The legacy P tests are only looking for THC. They don't care if it's Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta 9, which is the one they're actually worried about. Right. This is a single cannabinoid. Nope. It's all just some Zero weed, Zero tolerance man. policy. That's, it's all just some weed. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. So, and I saw most, uh, most drivers are tested prior to the new job, so that's plenty of time to prepare for a test. And get what you need to get or, you know, take a tolerance break. And then after accidents, you're likely to be tested too. Yeah, that makes sense. But again, you have time. An accident happens, you say, oh, fuck, got to be ready for a test. I'm not saying it's easy. Like, I don't I don't have a job like that. This is why I do boring stuff from home. <laughs> 
But, you know, I also saw, though, that there is some random drug testing, which is where I have such a huge issue. How dare you? Yeah, that's just... How dare you? I ugh, That feels like such a violation to me. Um, but the drug, the random drug testing comes under the Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, and they have upped the random testing from 25% of the average number of driver positions to 50%. Oh, man. Yeah, that change happened January 2020. Big victory for the testing company lobbyists. <laughs> yeah, and people that want to see our supply chain totally dismantled. Obviously, everyone smokes weed. There's a lot out there. That's no doubt about that. So under that, the FMCSA, they also are now requiring employers to list any drivers who fail drug tests. And then those violations remain searchable for five years. So it's not like you can go work for someone else if you get caught poking smut and you try to move on somewhere else. Nope. Nope, because potential employers are required to check for previous violations. So, five years. That's gross. Oh, you know what? You're fired, bud. Yeah. And I saw it's mostly peeing in cups, but they're, they've they also proposed, at least, doing saliva tests. So, just a nightmare. No good. I don't like it. Leave no. my truckers alone, man. Yep. And they said uh, for some folks who get taken off the road, uh, they can go back if they... Complete an evaluation with a substance misuse professional who will determine their rehabilitation process. You smoked weed. You must be rehabilitated. Yeah, that's another. These prevention specialists, they also have strong lobbies. They sure do. And lots of grants to get more people in those jobs. Pretty gross. uh, They're into money. Yeah. I like money, though. Yeah. Well, you know, you take the truckers off the road and then... uh, Items are going to take longer to get where they need to go. If they get there at all, they will cost more. And then uh, the whole cost of living is going to keep raising up, up, up. To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. We'll be able to just wipe our ass with a $100 bill because it'll be cheaper than buying toilet paper. (laughs) Oh, well. I hope it doesn't come to that, but just ridiculous stuff like this. Like, the fact that... None of it helps. It all just uh, exacerbates the ongoing problems that we were already experiencing. Yeah, exactly. And we talked last week, too, about the why of an accident doesn't, shouldn't matter. Yeah. Also, you know, it's like, an accident happened, let's just deal with that. Yeah. Just charge people for the damage they do. Yeah. Not taking perfectly responsible people off the road. Get wrapped up in what their fucking body chemistry makeup is. It's bought out of that shit. Like, did they wreck some shit? Then they gotta pay for some shit. Did they not wreck some shit? Leave them alone. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well. Another story of go fucking yourself this week from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, who rejected a veteran's application for recognition of his hemp product company. Uh, they sent him a denial letter, and they said that the business's involvement in, and I'll quote, products derived from the same genus of plant as marijuana would amount to a federal agency endorsing a Schedule One controlled substance, which is a complete line of shit. It's hyperbolic as fuck, yeah. That doesn't even make sense. You're not endorsing pot with Delta 9 THC. No, this is a hemp company, and you ought to know the difference. But mm. they don't. They, uh, You know, it's too close, too close for the VA to want to certify him. 
But this veteran, former Marine by the name of Zach Zindler, he was looking for this certification uh, so that he could be recognized as a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business, which allows him to compete for certain federal contracts. And these assholes just say, oh, no, hemp? That's like pot. That's Schedule 1 CSA. We can't do that. Um, but, you know, uh, Zindler talked about why he started the company, which was largely to provide alternatives to narcotics and pharmaceuticals for his fellow service members who were recovering from both physical injuries and mental health conditions like PTSD. You know? no pr- the, Just shove them down the pipe, the pipeline, the pill pipeline. Yeah. Crank them through, man. Another number. Another stamp. Yep. Now, he does have a hemp food permit from the state of Florida, where he lives. Um, And I guess you're required to have one if you're selling CBD in Florida. But, nope. VA is cock-blocking him on this certification, which is so lame. The VA sucks, man. You should just see this guy, see his creds. On this issue, they're one of the worst. Say, oh, he's a veteran, and he runs a small business. That's a (laughs) small, you know, service-disabled Veteran-owned small business. They're, nope. never, they're never looking out for the average veteran, man. It's a, no. just a big bureaucratic nightmare. Yeah. I just can't believe you need a piece of paper with a shiny gold sticker on it to declare what you are. I know. And what you do. That's, what a joke. Uh, oh, that's very frustrating. That's what business cards are for, man. Yeah. Should be. But no. Uh, good news, though. This week, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit had a panel that said Delta 8 THC is legal. Wow, all because right. Because it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, wrote this in an opinion that was published last Thursday. 50 state legal? 50 state legal because <laughs> federal law defines hemp as any part of the cannabis plant, including all derivatives, extracts, and cannabinoids that contain less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC by weight. Yep. And they pointed out it is silent with regards to Delta 8. And 10. Yeah, and 10. But they were specifically worried about Delta 8 in this case. Don't so, tell them. Uh, Don't even tell them about 10, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Delta 8, Delta 10, they all fall within the federal definition of hemp. So it's therefore legal. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, you're still going to see it's states illegal, have the uphill battle right. over this. And it's all right. I like that. Shot, yeah. Yep. It's all falling into place. Step it's in the right direction. It's all bleeding coming together. It's all bleeding coming together. Oh, yes. Like seeds. Like, it's important to remind bowlers that pot seeds are legal federally because it's less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC by weight. Mm-hmm. So, ha-ha. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Uh, former president and CEO of the Anaheim, California Chamber of Commerce was charged with scheming to defraud a pot company this week. Uh-oh, schemer alert. Yeah, schemer alert. I thought it was interesting to see the pot company on the victim side here. Uh, but, yes, his name was Todd Ament. And um, him and a political consultant friend of his diverted proceeds that were intended for the Chamber of Commerce through a PR firm and into Ament's personal bank account. It's funny how that works. Money right? laundering. yeah. That's interesting. How, Weird. Yeah. <laughs> how that happens, I don't know. I'm shocked. Um, shocked to find there's money laundering going on here. Now, this political consultant friend of his that helped put this plan into action 
was also the political consultant for this weed company. And uh, they had hired him or her to lobby for them for favorable pot-related legislation in Anaheim. And they even paid $225,000 to the chamber with the understanding that it would give them access to a task force that crafted such legislation. Oh, boy. I don't believe that happened. Instead, 31000 of it went directly to this Ament guy. And um, altogether, that PR firm that was working between him and his political consultant buddy was helping with gave him 205,000 buckaroonos. So, uh, Jesus. You know why he needed that? <laughs> why? So that he could get approved for a mortgage on a <laughs> $1.5 million house in the San Bernardino Mountains. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yes. Five bedrooms. <laughs> it looked pretty nice. Did you scope it out on Zillow or something? Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but it gets slimier. Okay, it gets worse. All right. Because then, Ament turns around with $200,000 in hand and goes directly to the seller and tries to get the price of the house reduced so that the property taxes get reduced. Sure. And then the real estate agents get a lower commission, of course. Right. He's like, hey- Take this 200000 bucks, lower the price, I'll buy the house. You get 200000 bucks in your pocket. But you don't have to give it to your real estate agent. And anyways, I believe that Not it, legal. Was, <laughs> it was this transaction that tipped off yeah, that's where the you feds. Get, that's where you get wrecked. Yeah. Trying um, to do some skeevy shit like that. So the FBI and the IRS are conducting this investigation now. Now the whole house of cards comes tumbling down. Yep. Yeah, it never works. It's just crazy, too, when money is mostly digital now, too. It's like, uh, I can just follow, literally follow the money. Yep, easier than ever. Hmm. It came here, it went in here, it went out there. Oh, there's his bank account, and there's the money. Hmm, that's strange. <laughs> Why would it go from the Chamber of Commerce to him? All cash, baby. <sighs> the Colorado Supreme Court declined to take up a case this week on evidence found by drug-sniffing dogs. Yeah. The thing is, that's good. That's good. Fuck the dogs. Not with your penis, but, you know. <laughs> I'm so sick of those little pot-sniffing hounds. It's frustrating. It's dumb. Mm, I thought, like, uh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. They, they just didn't take the case. Yeah, they didn't take the case. Uh, and for context, in 2019, they had a decision, People versus McKnight, where the court ruled that cops need probable cause of a crime before deploying the pot-sniffing dogs. Mm -hmm. Because it's recreationally illegal there. Right. Pot, pot should be all good in Colorado. You can't obtain the probable cause from the dog. Right? Exactly. It's got to be mean, there before. Should be protected by our Fourth Amendment rights, right? That you need a, oh, like a yeah. warrant to Yeah, search. let's talk about how we should follow the fucking Constitution. Because this always is a fun one. Oh, we should. What the fuck is the Constitution? Jesus. Oh, the kids can't even read cursive now, so it's obsolete. I saw some uh, meme the other day of like the first five of the Bill of Rights and they were all like heavily redacted to be hilarious and uh, just hit too close to home, you know? It is. It's like... Oh, I think I saw that too. Just a lot of black lines and it's like the government shall... Yeah, the government or like, you know, the, the right to bear arms shall be infringed. Yes, yeah. That <laughs> was all that was left after redactions. and It makes you very sad because... The fifth one was totally redacted completely. <laughs> 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 I plead the fifth. The what? I don't see anything here. Uh, it goes on my iPad. There's nothing on my iPad. I don't know. Goes from four about. straight to six, man. I don't know. <laughs> fifth, fifth was repealed in 2023. Ugh. Yeah. 
Well, anyways, if an unconstitutional search goes down in Colorado, the consequence of that is that the evidence is not used at trial. Any, you know, evidence finger wag that they got from the dog. Right. Um, so this was a case that actually went down in 2017 with a guy by the name of Matt Snodgrass, who was arrested and uh, they found, oh, you have an active warrant on you, so we're going to keep you. Never good. Um, <laughs> they searched him. They found pot in his pocket. And uh, then they found an empty container in his car. And because of the pot, they released the dog, which is wrong because that's legal in the state of Colorado. It was a legal amount. I mean, I'm picturing just a nug from this description. Dude's got a nug in his pocket. Anyways, dog gets deployed. Dog barks. Cop finds some meth in his vehicle. Womp womp. Wow. And that, at that point, the judge allowed it to go down and said that the police acted lawfully. Uh, but in January of this year, a court of appeals reversed the decision, and uh, it was appealed to the Supreme Court, who have since said, fuck yo, dog sniffing <laughs> drug dogs. <laughs> dog sniffing drug dogs. <laughs> oh, bring those dogs to the pound. We don't need them anymore. <clears throat> yeah, get them so, out of here, man. Get them out of here. Get, yeah. the, get that dog out of here. Yeah. We know weed is stinky, okay? I, uh, I know. Now it's just like... Let's find the other drugs. Gross, how it just keeps rolling out. Ah, yeah, yep. okay, you can have your pop, but we'll keep the meth, the cocaine, the poppy. <laughs> are you? Are those poppy flowers in your garden? Better not need be. You, need you to step out of the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, are those poppy seed muffins? Uh, I need to test those poppy seeds and if see which uh, poppy they're from, because there's one that's just, you can't have those. It's too good. <laughs> for you slave anyways uh, you remember the super case going on in Illinois yeah where there's like 70 applicants who are challenging the licensing process yes yeah they didn't get their licenses for state legal weed businesses okay so uh, that's been a nightmare and the judge on the super case has now ordered for a simulated lottery to go down I do not understand how this is going to help at all. To me, this feels like it's going to just waste more time. But that's just me. Anyway, so what's what's going on is that anyone who took part in a previous license lottery in the state of Illinois can participate in this simulated lottery. And, um, you know, they're trying to finally award, allegedly, they're trying to finally award these 185 retail pot licenses without throwing out all the results and starting over. Um, altogether, there's 205 licenses at large here. So, I mean, that's a lot of people who can get their business finally put together if they have survived this long through the waiting period. You know, hopefully you're not paying rent the whole time. Right. Uh, or trying to retain employees, because you can't. Been over a year, I think. That's insane. Um, so... Applicants who say they were wrongly excluded from the three original lotteries will get their shot in this simulated drawing, which uh, should begin June 24th and conclude within three weeks. Now, how do they simulate a lottery? I don't know. There were very little answers here. <laughs> um, but applicants who win this lottery, the simulated lottery, can then pursue their individual legal challenge as to why they were originally wrongly denied a license. And if they prove their case and it's a success, they'll get a license. It just seems like it's going <laughs> to take way more time to me. 
That they're breaking so goofy. the super case. This is what I understand. They're breaking the super case back down into like 70 plus other cases. And then they're just hoping that they these people can't prove that they should get a license. They're hoping they can bone them out of the lottery first. It oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, what is this? What is a simulated lottery? Is this just going to be a bot picking numbers out of a hat? So they like spin a ball out of uh, the tumbler and then that decides if you can continue your litigation or not? That seems absurd. Yeah. Well, the judge has a, you know, people have been asking her for a timeline on this and she says, oh, I think the case will be fully resolved in 18 months. So you've already been waiting over a year to start making money. Good God. On something that obviously you had to pay to apply at all, you know? Harfat points out simulated means not really random. So yeah, it seems kind of weird. Like maybe they're just picking and choosing people. Some fucky language there. You have, it's all fucky. You have a chance to get a license, but you don't. Sorry, thanks for trying. Uh, And then it says plaintiffs can also opt out of the simulated lotteries to just pursue their administrative challenges first. So why wouldn't you just do that? I mean, that's what they've been trying to do this whole time. That's why there's a super case. I don't get it. 185 licenses, just indefinitely on hold. Um, And there's, of course, other cases that aren't involved with the super case, like the one in Cook County where dude's challenging if extra points for veterans was in conflict with the 2019 recreational legalization law uh, because that had the mission of addressing racial and social inequities created by the war on drugs. And he doesn't feel that veterans should be included on that. Or uh, one that's questioning the constitutionality of the resident clause, you know? Mm. Extra points for being an Illinois resident. Is that constitutional? It proved not to be in Missouri when taken to court. Yep. Just a mess on their hand. And on top of this, Illinois has started issuing permits for this new class of craft grower licenses. Telling the folks, hey, you can start building your buildings or renting them or whatever. Start going. They gave 40 licenses out. They've got 60 more to go. They're very proud with their uh, news reporting here. We've 40 out of those 40 licenses, 80% are non white. Like, I care <laughs> the color of anyone's skin. And then it says 88% are social equity applicants because they just want to prove that they pushed the social equity thing through to the front. You go first. Yeah, they got, them, they got them first at the door, man. Yeah. And you know. Clap, clap. If you're applying for a license, you're going to pay $40,000 in non-refundable fees. Unless you're a social equity applicant, then you pay $20,000 in non-refundable fees. And I admit, that's still a lot of money. It's too much. For putting in for a piece of paper. these non-refundables, I've never understood that And not guaranteeing the license. Yeah, well, you know, when you get, say, like an insurance license here, or your real estate license, it's what, like $100 to take a test? Maybe. Mm. And then you're- A little what, more are expensive, you, but- Are you uh, good to go from there? It's not tens of thousands of dollars. You have continuing education and you have, well, no. It's definitely not tens of thousands of dollars. No. You get going in two states, maybe a little more than three grand. Maybe like three to five, something like that. But those that includes classes and such. Yeah, exactly. Interaction and, with and, other humans. And membership dues for a- uh, MLS and yeah, all that kind of stuff. getting yeah. access to the tools that you need and resources, not just sending in a piece of paper. Yeah, not just permission to try, Ugh. permission to apply. It's so gross. It's going down like this in every state, it seems. Yep. They got their uh, money game figured the fuck out. Yeah. No doubt they about sure that. They sure do. 
And someone who maybe didn't get the money game figured the fuck out, but I'm excited for this news. Sasha Baron Cohen has dropped his lawsuit against the Somerset, Massachusetts dispensary that used Borat on their billboard oh, without nice. his permission. Of course, it uh, had Borat with the two thumbs up and the words, it's a nice... And uh, <laughs> he came out down swinging with the cease and desist. They got that shit taken down in three days after getting his cease and desist. But then he came up with a lawsuit seeking $9 million in damages. I was like, dude, really? Try again. Like, just, just the cease and desist and they complied should have been the end of it, in my opinion. Right. But I guess this all comes down to he is not on board with weed. So he doesn't want to be associated with it. Sure. At all. And so that was more offensive to him. How, how are you going to prove $9 million of damage? Wait, that's what I thought. So this document that was filed in the Boston federal court said that the two sides agreed to dismiss the case, but there was no mention of a settlement. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's a settlement involved, you know? Maybe. No, if, no if, mention of it. Well, if there was, then there could, uh, in fact, not be a legal mention of it, you know? What if could be part of it that they can't say shit about it what if this was all part of the marketing <laughs> could have been like a really slimy scheme <laughs> and he actually did like get a cut but also got their name in the headlines because of the lawsuit you know i don't know i'm just throwing it out there that'd be a real that'd be gross <laughs> i hope that's not what happened but i was alarmed when i saw that the lawsuit drop that was a probably over a year ago now Anyways, here in Missouri, the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, has announced that he will verify the new approach, legal Missouri signatures, line by line. And people lost their shit, because in 2020, he used random sampling, right? where you just check like 5% of the signatures um, that come in, yep. and specifically it was on the a Medicaid expansion initiative, mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. Um, and of course he went under fire for that then. Um, but you know, he, he kind of pointed to the coof and said, we've already had to delay this, uh, everything. This is really close to a municipal election. We had to move it from April to June. Plenty of excuses as to why he did it. <clears throat> so now he said, no, we're doing line by line and it's the only way to really do it. And, um, it's not just the recreational initiative. There was another campaign that turned in signatures this month, and I couldn't believe when I saw this. For ranked choice voting oh. in Missouri. That's what they gathered signatures for. Get the fuck out of here. What? Yeah. So uh, I, I stand by this line-by-line -line signature verification. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know about the random sampling until I was reading this today. I just thought line-by-line -line was the way they did it, you know? You got to mm -hmm. verify your own signatures before you pass them in for the most part. So, yeah, they've got plenty. I already know they did. They paid their signature gatherers. New approach. They always do. Right. They're political pros. They're on the inside. Uh, you know, there's a Mo Can Trade is a big group here of uh, made up of growers and such who already have licenses and would like to be first in line when recreational rolls out. Uh, they might have got an, a name drop. Also this week by Representative Ron Hicks, who, of course, had the Cannabis Freedom Act that should have passed with flying colors and then was delayed for no reason at all. I mean, it, it made it out of several uh, panels or commissions, whatever you call them, you know, 
and it had some amendments on it and everything was going good. And then uh, floor speaker's like, now it ends here because there's no cap. There's no market cap. There's no cap on licenses. We can't have that. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Who can't have that? Because I guarantee you the people of the show me state want to show you what a free market does and how well it works. No, this is the Inside Trade Association sending their lobbyists out there Mm. doing their dirty deeds. So he put out a statement today, Rep. Ron Hicks did. He said, I wish to warn Missouri of the dangers that lie ahead. The strong opposition to the action of the Missouri General Assembly on this issue came not from groups opposed to any form of legalization, but rather from Mocan Trade. It has endorsed and through its members has funded the Legal Missouri 22 Constitutional Ballot Initiative, by new approach, which attempts to corruptly monopolize the recreational marijuana market for those who manage to get licensed through the corrupt process created for the medical marijuana market by a similar ballot initiative, also new approach, yes, in 2018. So he just laid it all out there. Yeah. I said good for him because there was no reason why the Cannabis Freedom Act shouldn't have come through to the governor's desk. Right. It Everything was lined up for him. It was in the headlines like nothing before. He had radio time. He had TV time. Headline after headline. Yeah, he got blocked by the legal cartel. Yep. Who also want to add, you know, pot penalties into the Missouri Constitution. Yeah. Call it legalization. Criminalization of a different form. And so, uh, would you like to hear what the spokesperson of Legal Missouri might have had to say about this? Oh, I'd in love response, is yeah. a man by the name of John Payne. Let me guess. He said, "No." Yeah, in more words. It's more verbose than that. Sure, of course. Uh, you, you make a long statement that basically says, no. I'm not going to do any sissy nanny boo-boo voices. I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Uh, Payne said, his, le- his legislation got stalled because there wasn't enough support among his caucus. That's the simple truth. There's no boogeyman that hypnotizes the members of his caucus not to vote for something. I'm sorry. That's just kind of silly. And there's no monopoly. There are a hundred plus groups that have licenses in Missouri. A monopoly is a utility company. Ah. <laughs> Neat. It's frustrating. Because what can you do? You can bitch about it on your podcast. Yeah, you know. You can vote no on the piece of and shit. You can too. vote no on the yeah. You can vote no, but it doesn't matter. What does voting f- do? I don't think my vote counts. It's a little bit different in state election, but uh, yeah, you can vote no. I, one thing that does make me proud of Missouri is a lot of people I talk to, specifically at the Bitcoin things, are in the know of how bad this law would be or this you know initiative if yes. it came to fruition. A lot of people are like, "This is not what we want." So I just got to hope that they tell all their friends, you know, when they're passing bulls, hey, you just, this isn't what we want. Please vote no on it. Like, it sounds so good. Recreational weed. Free the weed, you know, but it's. Yeah. Oh, we're Medi, now we get rec. That's what everyone's going to say, and they're not going to read the thing. And Yeah. I just worry about all the people I'm not reaching, you know, in my community. Yeah. So, and the whole state. It's the whole state. So, ah, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, no doubt. Nebraska, the medical activists up there have joined the ACLU in filing a lawsuit challenging a state rule that requires them to collect signatures from 5% of voters in at least 38 counties to qualify their two initiatives for the ballot. Because, of course, 
they had all their signatures down in 2020 and they were ready to submit and everything. And then they're like, oh, this violates our state rule that says you an initiative petition can only have one subject matter. And having a market and being able to use it yourself are two different subject matters. Just craziness. Silly, yeah. Um, so 38%, or I mean, 38 counties, that's two-fifths the size of the state because they got 93 counties, about. Um, and they're arguing that it gives disproportionate power to rural areas. Uh, with the example that one voter in Arthur County would wield the same power as 1,216 voters in Douglas County. Whoa. Yeah. So it's all unequal based on geography. And the ACLU on this lawsuit is arguing it violates the First Amendment guarantee of free speech and the 14th Amendment equal protection in due process clauses. So they're requesting that a decision be made by July 7th um, and that they suspend the signature deadline until at least that date. Because right now, their signatures are due May 31st. They have a week. But there was a shining light in Nebraska. They are now paying signature gatherers. Oh, fuck yeah. So I don't know where their angel came from who uh, helped them get the money or whatever, but thanks. That's awesome. Thank you, know? you for the value for value. Yeah, if you're in Nebraska, I'll have a link to their website where you can uh, sign up to start gathering signatures and make a buck on each one. That's 100 per page. For a lot of page of people that want medical pot, make 100 bucks. Easy. And Easy it's, it's the only way it works. Now, is it too late? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of freaky that their signatures are due in a week. Um, so, time to bust ass. Uh, Pennsylvania's Department of Drug and Alcohol Programs highlighted a loan repayment program this week that caught my eye because it's funded by their medical revenue. It pays for the education and startup of substance use disorder professionals. Or yeah, the, as those prevention specialists we talk about. <laughs> yes, exactly. They also called them single county authority funded case management services. <laughs> okay. So uh, it says to apply, you got to have two years experience in the field and you have to agree to commit two more years because I guess there's a hell of a turnover rate here. Your head must be at least two feet up your own ass at all times. <laughs> yeah. And they put out this announcement in the past week, but application deadline is Thursday, May 26th. So, but uh, practitioners can apply for up to $100,000 contingent on their Occupation and work experience, so... Wow. Wow, yeah, see? Medical pot, if you like money... I like money. You just legalize the stuff, and then if, if you're a politician, you can help decide whose pockets that money goes back into. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a win for lizards. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Vermont Governor Phil Scott vetoed a bill this week that would have created a panel to standardize personal use amounts of various substances with the goal of reducing criminalization of personal drug use. He took a hard pass on that. That has been vetoed, and I haven't heard any uh, rabblings about trying to change that. King County, Washington, their city council voted to create a cannabis safety task force, which comes after there have been 70 pot shop robberies in the state. With a few murders. Not good. Yeah, and, you know, legal dispensaries and such are extra vulnerable because they can't use the banks, so they got to keep their cash on hand for the right. most part. So, in yeah. Enormous safes. <laughs> yes, in enormous safes. 
Um, so, you know, dude comes in with a gun, takes all your money, and that's that. <laughs> There's, I don't think they even really have, like, insurance on this because insurance companies want to be able to work with banks and financial institutions. Mm-hmm. So they just have uh, no protections, and they're not being treated equally at all. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Um, <laughs> a common gripe on our show. So this task force that they've created uses the sheriff's office, the prosecutor's office, and members of the pot business community to work together to try and find resources to help officers prevent the robberies, which I say good luck with that. Uh, and their first job is looking at the sheriff's budget because the sheriffs had their budget slashed by $4.6 million, and they want to see how all that tax money that they still get is being used, and if they can, you know, maybe better allocate it. Or maybe they'll get that $4.6 million back somehow. Yeah. And they'll say, hey, you took that $4.6 million, you give us $4.2 million and we'll protect the pot shops. <laughs> I think that's how things work. I think money makes things work. But I'm <laughs> oh my God, yes. I'm being an ass. Finally, to my around-the-world weed news, uh, Israel, their agriculture ministry, announced the first-ever export of pot seeds now heading to the United States. Woo! Yeah. They, uh, in Israel time, they left last token Tuesday, uh, and they came from this company, Better Seeds, which has a research license over there from the health ministry. And, of course, they'll be examined when they get here to see if they're Good enough for the U.S. market, or whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, Israel has been doing research on pot for decades, yep. so have a little respect. They're going to be f- great. But, um, you know, Israel's excited because this gets to uh, diversify their exports and, uh, of course, strengthen the, the companies that have the seeds that can now mail them to the United States and make more money. Yeah, so, have a whole different line of uh, Israeli genetics coming in. That'll be cool. Yeah, that's right. And I hope that they will print out on hemp parchment or something, hemp paper, all of the research that they've done so that the politicians here can stop saying that there's no research on medical weed because it's really annoying. And it is. Especially when a country like Israel has been doing it for years and years and years and allowing weed in their hospitals. Oh, well. And finally, in Thailand, uh, you remember that the government's giving out a million seeds or seedlings because on your birthday... People in Thailand will be able to home grow whatever they want. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's exciting. But then I pointed out that they have a low Delta 9 THC legality threshold there too. Mm. I think it's 0.2% over in Thailand. So I said, well, how are they going to enforce that? People are just going to be growing good weed, right? With Delta 9 in it. You would think. Unless you take the government seeds because obviously that's what they want. Well, Thailand says they're going to be using their tobacco control law to ensure that homegrown pot is used for only medical reasons. Uh. And I don't exactly know how they're going to follow up on that because I looked up their tobacco control law and it basically just says, oh, you can't sell or share with anyone under 18. Uh, You can't smoke indoors, but you also can't smoke in busy public places because secondhand smoke is worrisome. Uh, But it doesn't say anything about growing your own tobacco, you know? Weird. It just talks about using it. So, yep. They've got 10 local species that they're really pushing on people. And I'm sure that's what the million seeds come from. But anyways, that's all I got nice. for my Behind the Curtain segment tonight. It's a great roundup back here. Yeah. Great roundup. Well, I'm sure another great roundup is to be had because the Rev sent me a metal moment. Woo! 
We always love hearing from Rev Cyber Trucker as he brings us a new episode every week of the Metal Moment. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Hailing from Los Angeles, California, Butcher Babies is kind of a weird band, being that they're fronted by two women. Coming off of their third album, Lilith, this is a bonus track called They're Coming to Take Me Away. Common. And common and common and common. Very nice. Hell yeah. It's a hot metal moment. A metal spin on a classic. Brought to you by the one and only Sir, Reverend Cybertrucker. You can follow him on noagendasocial.com at Rev Cybertrucker. And there's also now a request line for the metal moment. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can pick up your phone and call 816-366-8333. Request your uh, metal moment. Get it into the Rev. He'll see what he yeah. can do for you. Tell him what you want to hear. He wants inspiration. He wants uh, some kind of different type of metal, different stuff off the wall, you know? Yeah. Maybe weird instrumentation or rare cuts, this kind of thing. That's what he's always looking for. So give him a ring. Tell him what you think. That's right. And uh, the bowlers, they always tell us what they think when they call 816-607-3663 and they leave us a voicemail. Usually weighing in on the first time I ever topic, uh, first time ever this week is the first time I ever got cut off, and uh, we're talking all about it, starting with this caller right here. Hey, Bullish. So hey. the first time I ever got cut off, now, I don't know that I remember it, but I'm, I'm going to guess it was the first time I got serious with truck was um, in, in, um, in high school. Um, yeah, um, I, w- I went to a high school party, and... Yeah, I stayed, I ended up staying the night. I got, I yeah, probably had alcohol poisoning. I'm sure at some point somebody cut me off, but I got so fucking wasted. Yeah, this is before I knew how to drink and before I knew my, um, you know, I knew I knew what my limits were. So, um, yeah, I don't. So I guess I can say I don't remember the first time I got cut off. Now, of course, I look at this question. What else could I've gotten cut off from? Well, um, it could be first time I got cut off while driving, right? Well, you know, there's, because yeah, they get cut off all the time. Well, God, that that is something that. There is, uh, 
definitely a difference in how people drive around uh, this part of the world from the other part of the world I was living in before. Um, although I still wouldn't uh, live in the other part of the world. Uh, you know, you couldn't pay me enough money at this point. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, where I'm at with, uh, you know, with two of them at. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's all great. And, uh, yeah, so in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl, phone boy. I didn't even think about it being cut off like that. Yeah. It's a legitimate cutting off that happens. Yeah. Should have cut off your student Saturday. <laughs> Should have cut him off early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I figure let the boy have fun. Yeah, it's a graduation celebration. I'm not his dad. I'm just his safe ride home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you could get a safe ride home from this guy, but he likes to stay dangerous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this be uh the maybe the or the Christopher Battles. The we'll figure that out later. One and only. Do I want to be a double E? But yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about me. The question: first time I ever got cut off. I mean, probably you know, like traffic or something. Yeah. I mean, but who remembers that? Because you know, I mean, that's just part of driving, right? Shouldn't be. But uh, not out here very man, often. First time I ever got cut off. The first, the first thing I thought about actually kind of was like, uh, well, it was traffic. But anyway, uh, I guess like MySpace. I don't know. We're all okay. Suddenly, you think like. Uh, Probably like a school friend or something like that, like that they're following that you're following them, and then you realize like, oh man, they're not following me, you know, or you're not friends with, they're not friends with me, oh. but I'm friends with them, or however that works out. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then like the same thing back when I had Facebag, like you know, everybody following each other, and then you click on their page, and you're like, oh man, they're not following me. What did I do to upset them or whatever? They cut me off, so, man. Guess that that's kind of what I think of. Okay. So can't say like. Remember the first, first time, you know, it's kind of like a lot of the times, like the first time you fell on your butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, so that's what comes to mind. Uh, then you kind of get like, uh, like I got, you get a little offended and you're like, oh man, why don't they like what I like kind of thing? I thought we were friends or whatever, but yeah, you move on, you know, so yeah, that's what comes to mind. So that'd be that. So hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday. Oh yeah. So. Continue to uh, stay dangerous, as they say on the left coast. And uh, hey, love you guys. And uh, and uh, it'd be warm out here. What's it like out there? Where you where you guys would be at? It was, it was like in the nineties or something, I think today. So it'd yeah. be like a hundred, I think, Damn. pretty soon here. So bummer. Well, all right. Paga. It was rainy and kind of a little bit chilly all day. Yeah. What, in the 60s? Still 61 out there right now, yeah. Eh, low 60s. 61 and cloudy. Such a rainy day. Yeah, all day it just rained. Today. It's been in the high 60s, I think, recently. It's been pretty nice. Yeah. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like light hoodie weather. Zip-up hoodie weather. I like a zip-up hoodie. Yeah, but you can get away with wearing short sleeves still. Mm-hmm. Wow, another interpretation of uh, being cut off that I did not foresee. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love the vague ones, because then... I'm just getting answers I wasn't expecting, like in that case. Uh, you always have to expect this next caller, though. Uh, well, the first time I was ever cut off is when the doctor cut me off of my mom's umbilical cord. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. Uh, after that, the <laughs> next time that I was cut off was uh, 
when I was getting a little too ruthless, I was uh, cut off of that titty milk. Cause oh, no. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in life, when I was in uh, elementary school, I had about five or six Capri Suns, and I was Capri Sun drunk, so they cut me off. <laughs> Should end. <laughs> then uh, one time I was at a bar when I was in my twenties, and uh, bartender come up to me and said, uh, "You're cut off." And I said, "What? Mm, why am I cut off?" And he said, "Cause you just tipped the pool table." Oh no! <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Please. <laughs> Oh, man, he had a load of them. Yeah, hot takes. Man, this is uh, one of the most open to interpretation uh, first time I ever as we've ever had. Incredible! You remember the first time you got cut off? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> it was in traffic. Okay. Because I, of course, grew up in Massachusetts, where everyone's a mass hole. And I remember it was one of the first days I was driving on my license. I was on the highway. And I was doing, I was going places I wasn't supposed to go, hanging out with people I wasn't supposed to hang out with, and then trying to make my curfew on time. So I was going fast, you know? Yeah. So I would just ride in the middle lane. We got a three-lane highway going on. Ride in the middle lane until I'm coming up on someone, and then courteously move into the left lane to pass them, and then move back to the middle. <laughs> and I just, just do this the whole time. Well, then I'm in the left lane, and some fucking Giacomo decided I was going too fast and decided to just move over their slow ass into the left lane right in front of me. So I had to hit my brakes and scream, Why did you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. I'll never they? forget. It was like the first day I was driving. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. I thought I was going to die right there. I thought I was going to ride my ass right into theirs. Or ride my front right into their ass and die, and it'd be all over. And they'd be like, "Wow, she really didn't deserve a license." No, almost made that it. person didn't deserve a license. They don't understand how the left lane works. You don't move into the left lane to slow people down. Yeah, or to make political points or whatever. God, dang it, it, makes me so mad. And I don't like riding with people who don't know how to use the left lane, that will freak me the fuck out. I'm likely to jump out of your car. It <laughs> ticks me off so bad. I'm like, pass, foot on the gas. We gotta do something over here. This isn't the lounge lane. Yeah. yeah. You've gotta stay out of that passing lane unless you're passing. I'll never forget it, because then I just complained about it to every, all, you know, all the elders in my family. I was like, what's up with that? They're like, well, you know, people are assholes. assholes. I think it's very bad for our country. It is. It is, especially when, yes, okay, I was speeding, but I wasn't hurting anyone. Right. There was never an accident. Even then, there was never an accident was avoided, narrowly, mm. but I did it. Good work. Ugh. Speaking of narrowly avoiding accidents, our next caller is very good at it. So the first time I ever got cut off, I had just moved to New Jersey with my ex, and this guy towing this boat just cuts in front of me like I'm not even there, and I'm driving a big-ass Crown Vic, so you know, you're not missing that boat of a car. And I can remember hanging out the window, and we're screaming obscenities at each other, flipping each other off. <laughs> that was pretty much my introduction to Jersey. You know, welcome to Jersey. Fuck you! Involve <laughs> y'all. That sounds about right. Accurate. Welcome to Jersey. Fuck you. Who hurt you, East Coasters? 
somewhere deeply inside, man. Yeah. You've been wounded. This I've next color, cold. though. This next color doesn't feel the pain. Uh, oh, I was wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah? Someone apologize for the email or the uh, voicemail that I left. Oh, okay. Uh, blame Bill Gates. Fuck him. Nah, Fuck he's Windows, been giving me some yeah. shit as well, brother. But I totally forgot to wish you guys congratulations on the next kid. Uh, oh, thanks. I meant to do that for, geez, it's been like, has it been two shows you know? I think I mean, so. I know you had the balls with buds with uh, Dean Jennifer, but um, yeah, I just wanted to wish you guys congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome news. Keep growing that wolf pack in the bowl. Heck yeah, we will. In the bowl, Ned, Ned Rooney. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. We are elated. Yep. To continue to uh, expand the pack. Appreciate you, man. Much love. And the first time I ever got cut off, I... I I understand what the bowlers are saying, because it's like you get cut off, and then it just becomes like, I don't even remember if I got cut off. Like, surely I've been cut off, right? But there's one time where I've been cut off to where it made the other times just seem like not being cut off. Well, I guess two. Um, The first time was in a motorcycle, though. Ooh. And I'm going straight through a green light in town, and this car does a right on red at the intersection to my right. And just whizzes right on through it. No looking, no stopping, no nothing. Just blue. Like, they ride on red as though it's green for them. Jeez. And I had to lay down the freaking bike slamming on brakes. I laid the bike down. And then I fucking swear this guy out, man. It's stupid. Like, dude, you have to stop when you turn right on red. You have yeah. to stop first. It's like stop a stop sign. Exactly. Stop, check, then proceed. Not just go right on red. Jeez. Dip shit. That's scary on a motorcycle. And then, uh, when I was borrowing Arrow's van coming back, I got run right off the road by a, uh, a semi. Oh, I remember that. Who, uh, just one of those situations where they were merging on somebody else, and I was, like, in the middle of passing them, um, in a big box van, but, uh, not, no visual on me, <laughs> so they just came in, and I went off the highway and took out, uh, a lot of the cable and poles there in the middle. What? Uh, Everything was fine. And got the van home. Van. Got the van home just with uh, missing a headlight and um, a lot of dirt up under it. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, for getting run off of the highway at like 70 miles an hour, not bad. Yeah. Not bad turnout at the end of that one. Uh, this ain't bad. This uh, next color, I can tell you that. So I don't know if I've ever really been cut off at a house party. mm but the only time that I know I've been cut off at an official drinking establishment, uh, the day started off at about 6 o'clock in the morning uh, at breakfast at, it was a bachelor party, so we went to a golf course, started the day off with breakfast and some some heavy drinks, uh, there's probably whiskey in there or Bloody Marys or something, not nice. sure what I drank for breakfast. Uh, we got to the lanes or the field or the fairway or whatever the hell it's called. And uh, I rented a golf cart. Uh, one of my buddies wasn't able or wasn't willing to pay the money for, to rent a golf cart, so Ugh. he let me hang on to his bottle of Jaeger, his half gallon of Jaeger that he decided to bring. Ooh. Not a big fan of Jaeger, don't really like it. And so I was like, okay, cool. Well, the old man I was with, uh, as we were cruising down the way, he's like, hey, he left his uh, bottle of Jaeger in here. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like Jaeger. He's like, fuck him. He left it in here. We're drinking it. <laughs> and 
throughout the course, we proceeded to go through about half of it before my buddy came back up and found us. Oh, my God. He, he definitely was not happy with how much we had drank. But uh, <laughs> good times ensued. Finished up on the golf course. Uh, drank more with, I guess that was lunch. Went back to the cabin we were all staying at. We had uh, a designated bus driver for us and uh, drank more. And then hopped back on the bus and went to the casino and drank more and more and more. And it was probably another hour or so before before we left. So that was the really bad part for me is sitting at the bar and I was like, I stumbled on can I have another beer or Budweiser or whatever the heck I said. <laughs> just stumbled just slightly enough and the uh, person behind the bar was like, how about a water? Oof. <laughs> and I just sat there and went, shh. Yet. <laughs> I tried waiting, you know, coming around to another bartender about a half hour later, and they're like, nope, you're cut off. Damn, uh, the word had already so I had been to spread. sit around and wait until we got back to the cabin to continue drinking. Ah. In the bowl. In the, In bowl. the bowl. In the bowl. Billy Bones. Walk through the mind. A walk through the mind podcast. You gotta check it out, man. Billy, he's escaping. It was a hell of a day. A hostile state of Washington. It was a hell of an adventure. I've never been cut off at a bar. I have not yet either. But people have a hard time telling when I'm drunk. Yeah. You hide it extremely well. The only time you've been like hammered, hammered enough to cut off in a bar was... Uh, was it when Aura was DJing? It was just all times where I was the manager, so it was cool. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm taking uh, her home. You know, when we saw Stan Hope at the improv, you oh, were pretty gosh. fucking hammered then too. I was underage. Too. And you were underage. I got too excited. <laughs> and you left some shrimp on the oh, sidewalk no, out front. Tell it <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's because. That was a good one. Then I tried to smoke a blunt on top of the hella drunk spins. I was like, oh, yeah, this will help. No. No. It sped things up. <laughs> yeah. Turn you upside down, man. Yep. But then I felt better after I yacked everywhere, you know. Oh, yeah. You I always... got right back in there. <laughs> it always helps. And I wasn't in someone's vehicle. That always helps, too. And if I am in a vehicle, I always roll down the window and put my hat outside. And then yeah. say, sorry about the outside. You but guess what? You can take a hose to that. Yeah, you can always spray the outside off. Yeah. I tried. No, I, I remember I asked you. I said, uh, did he have his head out the window? <laughs> and you said, it was very a very sad situation. I was like, okay, never mind. It's fine. No. He kind of just peeked right down on his chin down on his chest, <laughs> on himself, on him all over himself. Uh. It was rough, man. It's rough. It Alcohol rough. is a rough. Uh, it's not forgiving, man. Yeah, you no, gotta know uh, how fast you're running and how far you're willing to go. Yep. And uh, knowing your way back is always good too. But uh, hey, what can you do, man? Just try to have do? fun. You can just listen to the next caller. Yeah. That's always the uh, answer to every situation, in my opinion. Hi. Good evening. Oh, oh hello. Seriously. Hi. I wish hi. I was smoking a bowl. So high. So I could be high too. Wow. Anyway, I am really I high. The very night, very all natural. Oh, yes. Oh, what Can outfit? Anyway, just wanted to call and say hello. Hello. Not too sure what the topic is. Just got off work. About to head home. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to say hi. Enjoy the ball. I think the topic is something about the first time I ever got caught. <laughs> oh, nice. Well played. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. The bowlers never fail to astound me. The bowlers, man, they're creative folk, you know? 
Yeah. They can think of stuff. People don't give them credit, you know, but those bowlers, man, they we do a lot of them. We give them credit. Do a lot of heavy lifting. We'd be nothing without them. Absolutely. Including, and maybe even especially, this next caller, of course. Oh, no, I forgot to turn my radio down. Oh. I wasn't even thinking about here. You probably listen Holler. to yourself in the past. <laughs> Everybody has all these different renditions of how they cut them, got cut off. Yeah. But I live in California, man. I get cut off every single time I get in my car. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether mm. I'm driving down <laughs> Would to be so the corner angry. store or whether I'm going to anywhere at all. doesn't matter if I'm on the road for five minutes. I'm going to get cut off <laughs> by by my neighbor as I'm leaving my house or something. Somebody's going to cut me off. Uh, first time I was ever pulled off at a bar, which is, I think, uh, an okay story. I, I was 18 years old. <laughs> and I had a fake ID. It was a real ID. It was just some dude's ID. I don't <laughs> nice. remember exactly where I got it, but it was just some person. I was going around with their ID, and I was like, yeah, that's me. I'll take a beer. And I went to this concert. With my dad and my cousin uh, in the city, we went to go see uh, a show, a musical group. And uh, before I went to the show to meet up with them, me and a buddy of mine back home, we drank most of a bottle of tequila uh, over the course of maybe like two, three hours. Woo! And then I got a ride over there, or I took the bus or something. I went to the concert, (laughs) and I was filthy and drunk. And I had my fake, and I went into the show with my dad and my cousin, and I went to the bar, and I started getting cocktails, and I I got, like, really, really, really drunk. And I, there was one point where I I snuck backstage. (laughs) I took my cousin with me, and I walked right past security, and I walked into the wings, and I was just standing there on the side of the stage, like, clapping my hands and, and watching the show. And my cousin was with me, and he was like, man, I can't believe you did that. By the way, you're hammered. And I was like, cool. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, what? We have the best spots in the whole house. We got back here. I was like, yeah, fuck this. And I went to the bar, went back to the bar. And uh, at that point, the bartender was like, uh, let me see your ID. And he took it away. Oh. And, uh, and that was that. And I went and took a nap in the corner until the show was over. And then I went uh, you know, back home with my... You know, my dad, my cousin, we all went home. I taught them how to hop the uh, the subway gate. Nice. You know, like a local. Based. And, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever got cut off. Wow. <sighs> I, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Nailed it. Very nice. Perfect. Two colors getting cut off at the end. I like that. I like that. Very good. Good work. We love talking about the first time I ever so much and... Uh... I think I saw C. Mike suggest some. Yes, did you write them down? Uh, I haven't added them to the list yet, but I do have a lot on the list, including uh, first time I ever phone six, first time I ever got fired, found a dead animal, fuck with a Ouija board, saw a condom, <laughs> uh, had a fucked up roommate, won first prize at something with a new one, and then uh, I'll have to add C. Mike's when I look them up. But out of those, what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know, pick one. What am I? Okay. First time I ever saw a condom. Okay. That will be it. First time I ever saw a condom. Uh, that'll be next week's topic for 816-607-3663, the voicemail line. And yes. that, of course, leaves us with one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling.
I'm ready. Uh, these kayakers were out last summer during a drought, and they found a skull Ooh. in Minnesota where the river had dried up. So what do you do when you find a skull? Uh, you alert the authorities probably and turn it over in case it was some foul play. But then the authorities turned it to the medical examiner, and they turned it over to the FBI, and then they turned it over to someone who used some carbon dating and found out that it's from around 5500 B.C. Damn. Allegedly. Carbon dating. How does that work? Use carbon and you Use date stuff. Use carbon and you date stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. You count them. <clears throat> So anyway, the sheriff got all excited and posted a photo of the skull. Look at this 8,000-year-old skull, probably on the face bags, you know. Sure. And people got outraged. People like the Native Americans. They said, hey. Uh-oh. That's probably one of us. You can't post that. That's terrible. That's offensive. Take it down. And they did. They took it down. And then they turned the skull over to the Upper Sioux Community Tribal Officials mm. and said, okay, there you go. This is you your problem you. now. Stop yelling at me. Here's your skull. Yes, take your skull. <laughs> that reminded me of the uh, penis in the skull photo <laughs> that was posted on <laughs> the interwebs once. Uh, Put your penis in it. <laughs> 4chan guy used to look skull from the catacombs. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Put your penis in it. And he did. Uh, <laughs> OP delivered, okay? Yeah. There's no allegedly great. about it. OP fucking delivered. It was, that was a wonderful moment in the space-time continuum. <laughs> Another wonderful moment for a man in Japan was when, oh, about $360,000 showed up in his bank account, and he went gambling. All right. Yeah. Didn't even have to leave his house because he's into online gambling. Fuck yeah. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I think he might have hit up a few casinos somewhere because he did make some withdrawals, which, uh, you know, might have been the red flag that tipped off the authorities. Because <sighs> where did this $360,000 come from? Oh, turns out it was some COVID relief money oh, meant damn it. to assist low income households. <laughs> yes, in this very uh, small air in town in Japan uh, named Abu. Abu, 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 Bakar, Bakar, <laughs> Baghdadi, or something like that. Something like uh, that. Yeah, this place has a population of three thousand three hundred seventy-two. So of course it has a thirty-three in it. Um, but yeah, so they were like, "Hey, we need that money back," you know, because it's going to low-income households. And the dude said, "Nah," <laughs> and he kept gambling and withdrawing and gambling. He's twenty-four. They, you know, point out that he has no job, which is rude, okay? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> this is the pandemic we're talking they about did him here. did dirty, 24-year-old jobless man by this name. That's what it said. <laughs> He's got no job. We gave him a fuckload of money on accident. Though. He's a degenerate online gambler. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh... Your opinion, man. Yeah. Well, anyways, when they finally took him away, haha, they found there was only 530 bucks in his bank account. Womp after womp. 34 withdrawals. See, he would have been fine if he stopped at 33. <laughs> <laughs> he did that 34th withdrawal. Uh, and this was over the time span of just 10 days. 
Yeah, so... Dude went hard. The total amount of money was supposed to be divvied up between 463 households, so they were going to get like $780 each in yen, of course, but I'm doing it in USD. Sure. Um, <laughs> And how did this happen? I don't know, but his name was the first on the list to receive this low-income assistance. Wow. So <laughs> somehow just went to the first Score. dude on the list. <laughs> they're like no you gotta break it up in little pieces ah, give it all to the first guy fuck it yeah oh we're gonna need that back no you don't like well I lost most of it already but you're not it's, getting any of it back it's gone <laughs> hookers yeah. and blow man sucks it down fast yeah or like dogecade or whatever he was doing online <laughs> yeah should have bought bitcoin oh Texas Hold'em <laughs> so in Cape Cod a bunch of people had fun rescuing dolphins because oh. there were seven Atlantic white-sided dolphins stranded on the Cape. Which, I mean, you know, that is kind of a wild piece of land. A little hook that juts out. I guess I could see sure. how a dolphin might get confused and trapped in the Cape. It's a very confusing place. But it the took, Cape. <laughs> yeah, well, it took 40 people to save these seven dolphins in many hours. They didn't specify how many hours, so I know it was a lot. Just hours hours battling this incoming tide trying to push these big fuckers out there six to seven feet long weighing like 250 pounds each finally they got this vehicle on the premises that's custom designed to transport dolphins and then they were released into deeper waters off of provincetown a very confusing place midday i'm confused again but yeah the uh just hearing about it someone found them at like seven in the morning and made some calls, got some people out there by 8 a.m., so all damn day, rescuing dolphins. Dolphins, not, just stay away from the Cape. Not swimming with dolphins, rescuing dolphins. <clears throat> um, and they said they were all in good condition except for one who seemed, like, really distressed. So, you know, they fitted him with a temporary satellite tag to monitor his success. Cool. Hope he stays away from the Cape. Oh, me too, yeah. You got that whole big ocean to swim in. What do you do? Go right into the middle of a land hook. Frolic in P-Town. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Been there, done that. But what I haven't done is run into a mountain lion. Thank goodness. No doubt. Like this California woman just did. She was just taking a stroll up in a northwest region of that big old state near unincorporated Big Bar, for anyone who knows their geography. And she was with her dog, who's a two-and-a-half-year-old Belgian shepherd. So her dog was, like, running in the woods, you know, running around. And she's walking on the path when all of a sudden this mountain lion comes out of nowhere and lunges at her and swipes at her and scratches her shoulder. And so she yells for her dog. Her dog's named Eva. She starts yelling, Eva, Eva. And the dog comes running because it's a good girl. Mm -hmm. And the dog knocks that cat off of her. And the dog starts fighting with the mountain lion. And this goes on until the mountain lion just puts its whole head in its mouth, starts biting it shaking it you know so then this lady starts she's like oh, i gotta save my dog who tried to save me mm-hmm. starts throwing rocks at the mountain lion sticks hitting it with her fist tries to grab it by the throat like that one badass guy who was able to just break its windpipe remember that yeah yeah couldn't do it tried to gouge its eyes out couldn't do it so the cat eventually managed to kick her off with its back leg scratched her up pretty good in the process and so she decides to just run back to her vehicle and uh, she's got a tire iron in there, so she grabs that. And then there's this car passing by, so she flags it down. And she's like, I need help. This mountain lion's got my dog. We got to go save my dog. 
It's a lady driving it. She gets out. She's got a PVC pipe, which I imagine is plastic. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> pretty worthless. Not a great weapon. But she has pepper spray also. Okay. So she comes along with this fucking worthless PVC pipe and pepper spray. Hey, just take what you got, right? Spray my dog right there in the bite wound. <laughs> well, at this point now, the lion is off the trail with the dog, still dragging it by the head. But the women are able to get to it and hit it a few times. And finally, that lady she picked up sprays it with the pepper spray, and it runs away. Wow. A little pepper spray. Now, the dog was obviously in pretty bad condition. Had two skull fractures, a punctured sinus cavity, and pretty bad damage to her left eye. Uh, and started having seizures while the owner was driving her to the vet. But I'm happy to report that she did stabilize overnight, although she's in guarded condition. And it seems like a lot of the issues the dog has been having on recovery was just swelling related. Damn. So, yeah, now the authorities are out looking for that cougar because... I guess when uh, an animal attacks you on the trail, they'll like collect a DNA sample from your wound and try to put that one down. Damn. Only peaceful wild animals allowed. Yeah, well. So they're trying to get it. But yeah, Eva, the hero, the reason why we love dogs. That's right. Man's best friend. One more for Eva. I hate thinking about my dogs in that situation. They're little. They would be worthless. They'd get ragdolled, they, dude. No, they wouldn't even try. They, I've seen them in uh, combat situations. They hide. Okay? I could be like, <laughs> Lucy, she would be behind a wall, shaking, uh, behind a tree. Uh, don't say my name. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> worthless. Anyways, uh, kind of like these uh, North Carolina regulators who banned a beer label because it had a drawing of a naked dude on it. Oh man. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? Sexist? It's a drawing. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Anyways, good news to this story is that a federal judge said that's bullshit and overturned their decision. Nice. Yeah. Now, this was the freezing season winter ale by Maryland-based Flying Dog Brewery, who ran into trouble with the North Carolina Alcohol Beverage Control Commission. Uh, Stupid. I think that a certain state will pick a fight with you. And it's like, yeah, not my state, not my problem. I'll take your beer for sale. But no, they didn't like the label. And it gets worse. I look at this label and I'm like, that looks like motherfucking Ralph Steadman art. Yeah. The gonzo artist. Yeah. It is. Oh, man. He designs art for this beer company and they dare to say, oh, that's insulting. You don't see anything. It's a drawing of it with like, you know, the splotchy ink. A wild hat maybe on his face or maybe his mustache is singed by the campfire or something. Just a dude trying to, totally in the nude, trying to get warm by a campfire. Okay, I guess there's a little tiny. There's like a micro nipple of a penis, dude. There's a there's a third leg that hasn't completely grown. Or maybe it's a his right nut that his you can nut. see from yes, behind. It's kind of looking like a behind view. So, you know, trying to warm up his nuts a little bit by that campfire. That's all. <laughs> but they said it was in bad taste and didn't want the beer to be sold because of it. Bullshit. Can't do that. That got struck down. Ha ha. And this isn't this brewery's first time running into issues with their labels. The f- uh, the first time they ended up in court with something like this was for their raging bitch beer, which was banned in Michigan, where a board determined that the label was, and I quote, detrimental to the health safety or welfare of the general public no please what a drawing a drawing and it's of a uh, a dog who had you know several nipples 
that were hanging down, kind of accentuated. Sure. You know, teeth were in a snarl, and there was like a bloody tongue with some blood, you know, ink splots on it. That's it. It's a beer label. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you can't explicitly tell this guy's naked either. He's just skin-toned, you know? He's a beige man. Yeah, yeah well. that seems like a lot of hubble-a-baloo. People like to make a hubble-a-baloo. Yeah, but look, I talked about, I talked about their beer it. in the bowl, so yeah. it was good advertising. That's right. It could be just like the Sasha Baron Cohen scheme. Oh, it's a trap we fell for. Maybe. I, you know, I hate advertisements, but. Better don't. I do love that artwork, though. I think it's pretty cool. Unique style. I was like, Ralph Stedman. It looks just like Ralph Stedman. Who did this? Oh, <laughs> Ralph Stedman did. Somebody nailed it. Good job. <sighs> In California, a woman brought home a distraught tiny kitten. Turns out it was actually a fox. Oh, nice. These stories are popping up left and right. People are really bad at identifying baby animals. Yeah. Last week, if you recall, in the bowl, a Massachusetts family brought home a puppy on the side of the road. Turned out to be a coyote. Yeah. Come on, people. So, of course, the fox has been turned over to a wildlife rescue organization. And uh, they remind people that fox kits are left unsupervised for long periods of time while their parents are out hunting for them. So, you know. Yeah, maybe just leave it alone. Maybe it's just not leave yours. animals alone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a rare moth that hasn't been seen in 110 years was found in some dude's luggage at a Detroit airport. Probably the Detroit airport. Yeah, he's a passenger from the Philippines. And they were going through his stuff, and they found what they thought were seed pods. They looked at him. They're like, what are these? He's like, it's for medicinal tea. And then they took a better look at them, and they're like, eh, there's some holes on these things. They look like insect exit holes maybe so our agents are gonna take them in for analysis and they put them away for a while well then all these moths ended up hatching out of them (laughs) damn and uh yeah because it was like a cocoon or something yeah so they hatched and it was like this very flashy moth with raised patches of black bristles as they describe it and they sent it you know they were like hey take a look at this (laughs) some dude who knows moths and they were like, oh my god, it's the pyrolid moth. We haven't seen it in over a century. Wow. So it's the first time that it's been collected. And some guy was just smuggling them or something? He was just bringing them to America from the Philippines. He said it was for tea. <laughs> moth tea? Yeah. Come I mean, on, buddy. I understand like maybe bioterrorism with invasive species, so maybe it was something like that. Mm. But a moth? I don't know. Rare moths, bro. Rare moth. Hey, and now they're back, and now, you know, maybe we can make more moths with them. Bring them back. Bring them back. That's a dumb place to keep moths. It is a dumb place to keep moths. Oh, God. Uh, a woman spotted a rare yellow cardinal in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Nice. In Lancaster County. Yeah. I've never seen a yellow cardinal. I think I've seen them in pictures, but I've definitely never seen one uh, in person. I knew they could be yellow. My three-year-old might as well join the Audubon because she knows all the birds outside. And psh, my elderly neighbor brings all the birds to the yard because he's got 14 freaking bird feeders set up. Yep. And baby squirrels. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I showed I showed the three-year-old the cardinal too. She was like, how is it yellow? I said, I don't know, maybe it's a genetic mutation. But, yeah, they said there's a one in a million chance of seeing a yellow cardinal. So, they, although they had three sightings reported last year. Pretty good. Maybe I'll get my chance. Maybe I'll see a yellow cardinal someday. I, someday. I mean, there's pictures online, so at least we have that. There's pretty, <laughs> man. 
Yeah. They're pretty. I mean, they look like you'd expect I mean, them to look. A yellow cardinal. It's pretty straightforward, but yeah, it's not red. Pretty. It's yellow. Yeah. Imagine if it made its way to Chiefs Kingdom, Kansas City. The red cardinals with the yellow one right there in the middle. Welcome home. Uh, or unwelcome. In the case of New York City, where the last public payphone was just removed. Oh man. Yeah. End of an era. Yep. Kids will never know what it's yeah. like to put your quarters in and looking then have the little, lady tell you for your... quarters in the change return slot on all of them that was the best yeah i used to do that god sometimes you'd go to like a movie theater or other places where there'd be like fucking 10 12 of them all in a line man oh well, that sounds too good to be true yeah when i was growing up there'd be places like that like at the oh, mall or i thought you meant with quarters in them <laughs> oh money. no not with <laughs> yeah no yeah there'd no, be you'd full find rows a of... jackpot but like in a full row in a long row like that you're like oh yeah i'll at least find like a quarter or something yeah absolutely so uh you know the new york says that there's still some privately owned payphones with four permanent as they call it full length superman phone booths oh okay so, yeah, like the red box thing. That's what I'm imagining, but I'm like, like British phone booth is, makes more sense to me. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they started removing these public payphones in 2015 to replace them with public Wi-Fi hotspots. And there were more than 6,000, all gone now. They wanted to have them all removed by 2020, but... Can't you just put a Wi-Fi spot on the top of it? That's would have been a great idea. Come on. Probably would have saved taxpayer money, but that's the problem. We're not trying to save money here. We're not trying to save lives either. Because that's the thing. You never know when you might just need the pay phone, right? Like, sure. Cripes. I can imagine a few situations. No. Now they're gone. Get on your Wi-Fi, slave. <laughs> yeah. I hope you have a phone. Oh, you don't? You forgot it? You lost it? Too bad. But yeah, they uh, were supposed to have them all out by 2020, but as is the way with public departments took a little bit longer and my final story on the lanes tonight is that twin moms gave birth to baby boys on the same day in the same hospital wow that's involved yeah and their dads were not twins or anything weird like that it's not the same dad or nothing uh although one mom is married to a fraternal twin and the other one is married to a normal guy because yeah. twins. twins are not normal. Let's They're be not honest. normal. You ever met a twin? Uh, <laughs> many. Yeah. Uh, they're fun though. But anyways, uh, one of the one of the moms had a C-section planned for a week later, and then her sister called her and is like, "Oh hey, guess what? I'm gonna have a baby today." And then she was like, "Oh hey, guess what? I guess I'm having a baby today too." Because her baby was like, "Oh, today's a day. Hell yeah!" And yeah, both the boys were seven pounds three ounces kind of weird and they were both 20 inches long extra weird no doubt yeah well, that's all i got that's all i got on the lane for the weirdness. brought the weirdness yep twins man twins really bring the weirdness well we enjoy bringing you the weirdness every tuesday night and we'll continue to do so right around nine central after dh unplug wraps up on the no agenda stream and any dang time on the uh, Bowl After Bowl stream. We're always doing something silly on there. Join us for Bowls with Buds. It's Friday night. We will be entertaining Sir and Dame Ben Rose. Woo! Till then, uh, we'll remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I will remain Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Oh,
That's a dumb place to keep holes. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Send your dick pics. <laughs> so good. Name the Lord. Sir Spencer. Nice. Nice. Another bowl in the books. Based Harv had outro boost. Yeah. He's got the timing down. 420. He knows how to do it, man. I like your style. He knows how to do it. And you know how to do it, too, No Agenda Nation. Staying up late listening to the No Agenda stream all the time. Best stream in the universe. Well, hey, we'll let you get back to whatever Sir Ryan Bimrose has picked out for you, huh? Have a great night. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Right. Stop that.